What's going on, everyone? Happy Saturday. Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 127. Man, it's hard to believe. Um, I don't feel like we've been stuck on 127 for a while. I don't know why. We haven't, but okay, yeah, I, that's get good. It. I get it. Right. I think it's the nature of uh, circumstance at this point. Sure. Um, I think it. Every, I think for all of us gamers like us, everything has stopped now until next gen starts. It's like now uh, we're, yeah. we're in a whole pattern, just waiting and waiting. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, episode 127. What's going on? I'm your host, Ains, Ainsider, Porsche Power, um, A-Hole. There's a lot of names we can throw out there. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> whatever that means. Does Wait, whatever that means. Dan or Dan, whatever that means. Dan, whatever that means, Rodriguez. But you can't put the whole thing on there because it just cuts it all off. Because <laughs> <sucks. But> that <laughs> shirt color a, is amazing. Dude, my wife like saw it this morning and she's like, Man, that shirt color is kind of doing it for me. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's what, that's what you, you, yeah. you already want. That's yeah. what you want to hear. I, I'll take it at this point. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> that's a win for Dan. Then she left. <laughs> and welcoming back to the show. It's been too long since we've had him on. Everyone, all of our audience knows you, of course. But Archimedes, welcome back, sir. How you doing? Well, thank you for having me. You are right. It's been way too long. Um, sorry again for bailing out. I don't know, two no. weeks or three weeks ago. Um yeah, but I'm happy to be on the show today. Uh, like you said, way too long, um, and we have some fantastic topics to talk about, so let's do that. Yeah, a lot of big things uh, this week, which was interesting. Uh, before we do that, <clears throat> let's check in on the Archimedes Ankle Watch. How you doing? <laughs> it's getting way better, way better. I can um, put weight on my foot again. That is really okay. helpful when you can at least walk uh, around the house. <laughs> That's always nice. And, yeah, and last week I got the confirmation that I don't need any surgery, so Excellent. I'm good. Very good to hear. Very good. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, what's going on, chat? What's going on, listeners? So, yeah, we got a lot to touch on this week. So we're going to touch on, uh, obviously, the PS5 UI design and some of the things they showed. We've got uh, more from Digital Foundry this week on the PS5 teardown. Um, we're going to be talking about the uh, optimizations confirmed for Xbox Series X and S launch uh, from Xbox this week. We had a new Cyberpunk Night City Wire. We had uh, some deep dives on Valhalla and uh, Borderlands 3 new content. And then I uh, pulled up some of the actual detailed information on the Microsoft and GameStop deal that we somehow overlooked last week. Uh, but we'll circle back on that topic. You overlooked <laughs> the entire topic? The entire topic. We didn't <laughs> yeah. even touch on it last week. No. And the best part about it is I had it in the description on the video. So even better. Yep. Nailed it. Um, yep. But the good news is more... Um, more info came out about it this week, uh, right. so I can provide some further insight into uh, you know what's happening there. So anyway, let's get into it. So let's start with the PS5 uh, UI because I think that was a big topic. It's actually something we've been rather critical of with Sony lately in not showing us more of what we can expect when we turn on the damn box or you know apartment, whatever you want to call the PS5. Um, so we got the core design and layout. It definitely looks like an evolution. Um, they had previously, Mark Cerny had previously made the statement of like no pixel was left untouched, which I found an interesting way to, to say it. Um, I would say this is more of an evolution than a revolution, but there are some uh, new features that look very, very cool here. And I like what I'm seeing. So let's, uh, let's start with the core design and layout. So 
Um, we'll start here. Wait, no, that's not where we want to start. Not with Perfect. Um, we'll start. <laughs> we'll start. If, if we can have themes, that's what I want. As my themes, theme. that's we're gonna do a show, a theme show. One that we oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like the theme for the PS5. Like, if, if like for some <laughs> reason, I can <laughs> like you turn it on there. and he's looking at you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's like, you know, smelling it or whatever he's doing. I want to, that's what I want. So, I'll never change it. Him. I don't even know his name. It's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so let's talk on, um, on Ratchet and Clank, uh, not Ratchet and Clank, but the UI, which is shown here. So as you can see, uh, kind of a redesign. And one of the interesting things um, that was talked about and noticed right away is um, is themes. So PS4 became pretty uh, well known for having themes, uh, especially animated themes. And one of the things I found interesting in what they showed here is that they seem to be moving away from that, um, from at least the design they used to have, more along where the top here is, um, is gonna be pretty much how the PS4 functions right now. And then the bottom, um, I guess is where almost similar to Xbox, right? Where they're going to kind of feature things that may be relevant to you, last played things, what have you. Um, so let me start with just the overall kind of look and feel of what you saw, and then we'll get into some of the details in the cards, activities, picture in picture, et cetera. But Archimedes, I'll start with you, man. What, what did you think about the video and what you saw here from Sony? Oh, I really liked it. Um, I always thought the UI from Sony is very, uh, minimalistic and um, snappy and this one has a certain look of um, elegance to it um, so yeah. from a pure design perspective I really liked it and um, it's always hard to tell from these videos if it will feel responsive and snappy and uh, fast uh, but it most definitely looks like it so yeah I definitely I'm, I'm up for it um, I like that they blended it more into the game because I actually never used the themes they always seem to slow the UI down and yeah. um, <laughs> so um, I like it that they that the, the, the UI is now basically more an overlay of the actual game you are playing so if you snap out of it yeah you still see the game in the background I really like that and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It gives the console a, um, well, I, I wouldn't say hype, but it makes it more, um, more enticing, maybe and enticing. Yeah. yeah th thank you. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like you said, it's four weeks, <laughs> five yeah, weeks here in Europe, um, until we have that, that console and, um, it's, it, it's getting more real by seeing the UI. So yeah, definitely. I definitely liked it. Yeah. Dan? Yeah, you know, I've always said I've liked the PS4 UI because it's simple. Like Archimedes said, it's it's just there. You know, it gets me where I need to go and it gets me there quickly. You know, I've, I've always preferred, you know, and even I know we make fun of the Switch, but it's so basic. But that's all I need it for. I don't need it to, you know, do a thousand different things and make it look, you know, I hope this works out for him. It looks nice. I will probably miss my themes a little bit, especially in my Final Fantasy VII remake Tifa theme, which is currently <laughs> gracing my TV. But um, it, it's 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 it looks good. There's a lot more to it, and we'll get into that. But you know, just from you know the first kind of glimpse at it, it looks really nice. As long as it performs the same way, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, it should perform better based on what we're hearing, and we'll get right. to that. Let me, uh, let me, of course, <laughs> get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. Send from Hassan Pompa. What's going on? What's up, everyone? Uh, Clear Stoat Anthem 2.0. Yes, yeah. 
Um, hey, which, we, we saw some news, way, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't even have it on here, but they did post a picture yesterday um, with a, a, a comment on Twitter saying that the development blog is coming soon. So we are going to actually, maybe next week, we might actually have some Anthem 2.0 news, real news to actually talk about. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe. So. I don't know, Archimedes, if the Anthem 2.0 joke was running as strong as it, you know, back when you were last on, but it's it's every week. Every week. Yeah, I, I, I listen in every week, so um, I'm definitely <laughs> aware of that. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. Um, all right, so uh, one of the coolest thing I would say about uh, the UI is this new feature that um, Sony's calling cards. And so cards are going to be things um, that are unique to each individual game. It is up to the developer to basically implement these things. And what it does is it's a way for the developer to highlight certain um, aspects of each title, certain levels even. Um, they can tie trophies uh, towards these things. Um, they can do all kinds of kind of unlockables and uh, integrated things into games based on what they want to do here. And so when you're playing a game, um, you can see, let me turn this banner off. You'll be able to see it a little better, actually. So right at the bottom here is what they're calling the game control center. And it's so it's kind of like a, a minimized UI or UX functionality built in while you're playing a game, which allows you to see your friends and your profile and everything else. Um, but it also allows you to uh, access some of these other features like these cards that you're seeing on the screen. Um, and so what they talked about with uh, Sackboy here was, for instance, you can see on the left how it says like 33% and 60%. And those are kind of in progress adventures or specific things in the game. But then you can also have things where it'll say like, uh, you know, on this level, do X, Y, and Z. And if you click on the card, it'll take you directly to that level or directly to that space in the game where you can uh, practice or do whatever you need to do to basically achieve this card unlock. And so um, I found this really interesting. I love stuff like this. Um, I, I pointed out rather quickly, and I didn't actually even put a picture up on uh, the stream here. But this is actually, in some ways, from a design perspective, similar to the challenge system that Xbox One launched with um, that was quickly forgotten about. Uh, only a few games really used it early on in the lifespan of the Xbox One, and they just got rid of it. But early on in the Xbox One, you had this challenge thing where individual games could have specific challenges separate from achievements where you can do uh, specific things in the game. However, what Sony's done here is far better integrated because it actually integrates into the game directly. And so it allows you to jump through the game and do specific things. And uh, I really, really like this. I'm one of those suckers for like additional things you can do within games, within the UI, et cetera. So I, I loved what I was seeing here. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably never use it. <laughs> I'm like the complete opposite. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't achievement hunt. I don't trophy hunt unless it's a game that I'm, you know. And and these are just basically additions to that. To me, what it looks like in like little different. I I, I have no. So they they I, can I, be tied to trophies, but they don't right. have to be. They could right. do things like unlock a skin in the game, or they could yeah. unlock a, a wallpaper, or you know, different levels. They can they can do really whatever they want with this. Right, like if I accidentally get something, then <laughs> great. But like this is the last thing I want while I'm playing my game is to pop this thing up and look at this stuff. I mean, I, it's fine. I mean, I'm, people, I'm sure people will enjoy it, and that's fine. I just, I, I don't, I'm never going to use it. I'm probably <laughs> never going to use it. And if I do, it's going to be on accident. 
<laughs> I think I think it's funny, right? Because it's a you and I obviously have different thoughts on this. And I think, like I said, I like the challenge system on the Xbox One. Obviously, most people didn't because they scrapped it pretty quickly. So right. what as as with most kind of add-on features, I'm gonna be curious to see how many developers outside of first party actually use this. Right. Or, or is it, does it get scrapped in a year? So it's know, like just, challenge system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, like you said, um, a similar feature existed on the Xbox and basically no developer uh, used it. And then a feature like that dies off really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But you use it? I I doubt that because <laughs> I'm not a trophy hunter or achievement hunter. Um, yeah. I really don't care for those. Um, I get the why people are excited for trophies or achievements. Um, it's just not for me. I just want to play the game. I don't want to kill a dude in a, in a specific way just to get an achievement or collect stuff just to get the trophy. That is just not how I play games. I just want to enjoy the game the way I play it and so yeah um i'm probably not going to use this feature okay. cards okay. and activities cards and I mean, activities yeah i mean it's good on them for trying something new or you know at least doing evolving. something you know yeah, evolving a little bit you know i mean because yeah. yeah i mean like we said the playstation ui as it stands now is there's not much to it you know it drives me crazy and, but that's yeah. a different topic Right, yeah, and and that for me that's perfect because that's all I need. You know, I don't need I don't need fifteen different things telling me. You know, like when that when when, you, when your Xbox goes idle, it's like, hey, you're this much percentage away from getting this achievement. Like, I don't really care. You know, when's the last time I played this game? Like three years ago, and it's still telling me this garbage. I'm just like, stop! I don't care. You know, tell me what friends come on or something, or you know, yeah, that that's fine. You know, I I I just don't. I think this will appeal again to the achievement hunters, to the trophy hunters, you know, and, and it's a nice add on that if, you know, if it's used effectively could become fun for some people. That person is not me. So <laughs> we'll see what Fair happens. Enough. Fair enough. So the, the other piece they showed uh, of this, which I found really interesting was the whole uh, picture in picture. And I didn't pull a, a uh, I didn't pull a picture of it up here, but um, what they're essentially doing is allowing you to, in real time, pull up a, a side screen again, similar to what Xbox did with the Snap feature that they as well got rid of. Um, but this again is a little better integrated in the sense of you can pull up um, help videos that are integrated into a game, and you can move this box around the screen. So if it's you know it's not blocking any of your view. Um, and so they're integrated game help into this, which I found kind of interesting because nowadays it's not like it used to be where if you were stuck on a game before the internet, that you were stuck, you had to figure it out or, or that's it. Um, nowadays it's so quick to just pull up a YouTube video on your phone next to you playing or something and figure out what you need to do. But regardless, um, I do, I do again, I could, because I like this stuff. I think that's a really neat feature and it also allows you to, um, do things with your friends, right? So like, say I'm playing, I don't know, Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Dan and I are in a party and he's like, oh man, there's this really cool thing in Division 2 right now. I can say, well, show me. And I can actually, he can share that with me and I can see that on my screen in real time and watch him play through something, which I think is really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's something that, uh, you know, just the the social aspect of sharing your gaming experience, I think is really cool. There's a lot of times even lately, some of the people in chat who I game with regularly, 
um, you know, we'll be playing different games. Uh, and it would be so cool to just hit a button and say, hey, check this out, what I'm looking at right now, and be able to show someone that without having to, like, do a, a stream or something like that. So I really like that feature. Go ahead, Archimedes. Oh, I have to unmute myself if I want to no, stop we're... talking. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't usually do it. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, no, I think that is a, is a great feature because, um, like you said, um, I regularly meet with friends online and we just chat but don't play a game together right um so yeah just the other day i was playing final fantasy 15 yeah and i was in 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 a party chat um uh with a friend from australia and yeah he played another game and having the ability to share that uh screen is, is kind of awesome because you know how it goes. You talk about everyday stuff, and then suddenly he starts screaming, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, you just okay. You got stuck at a boss, um, and you just have a have a short look on what's going on on his screen. I I really think that's a great feature. Yeah, yeah, man, I agree with you. This is this is cool as hell. There, there's a couple of ways depending on like the limits that they let you have. Because what happens when you're playing, say, Call of Duty? And then you've got your friend playing in the you know same team, same game. You're both down there. You're like, okay, I can see where he is, you know. And we can, oh, you like kind of spread each other. No, you're playing with each other, right? So let's yeah. say me and you are playing Call of Duty or Sea of Thieves or something, right? Okay. And you're like, okay, I'm, you know, this is where I'm going to go. It'd be more for like the tactical games. You know, I'm over here. This is my viewpoint, and you know, you could be on the other part of the map. You know, or, or somewhere similar, you know, close oh, to yeah. him or whatever. You can use it tactically, is That's what I'm saying. Mean. You know PUBG what I mean? Like, yeah, example. Rainbow right. Six comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know if they're going to be able to limit this stuff or not, but that kind of thing would be really, really cool. Another thing <laughs> that would be cool, and this would have saved me hours and hours of hours on end, is when I play with my buddy who is, you know, terrible at video games, I can be like, I'm like, where are you at? You know, there's so many conversations <laughs> that pop up. What are you doing right now? I'm 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 right, you know, I'm here. I'm like, well, describe it for me maybe so I can get you out of where you're at. You know, that would have saved me probably days, literal days of you know getting this like okay, okay, I can see where you're at exactly. Walk straight, turn right, now you're there, you know, and then you know, I'd save myself an hour, you know, of him, <laughs> or just him trying to describe where he's at. You know, so I mean there's there's some cool applications, you know, you could use this for. Yeah. So um I don't know. I mean it, it's I think it's really cool. This yeah. is what I, I'd like to see this everywhere. Um, mostly for, you know, like the tactical reasons, and, you know, being able to use it, excuse me, uh, with each other while you're playing the same game. But, you know, if you're just sitting there chatting with somebody, you know, you guys are playing two different games, you know, you pop up the screen and there you go. Yeah. You can even just run it. Like I used to, with the snap feature on Xbox, I used to play a game and have like an NHL game going on the side. You know what I mean? Just yeah. watching my yeah. sports team yeah. or, you know, I, I do that stuff all the time. So the fact that uh, you can just pull up whatever on the side is cool. And now I don't know. I don't know if you guys know. Um, I don't think they said, but, you know, that's like a friend sharing a screen with you and giving you access to view it. Right. I don't know if you can just use that picture in picture for anything. Like there's no... You couldn't use it for, say, TV and like the Xbox One obviously did launch, but can you pull up like a YouTube video and just play YouTube next to you? That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even can you can you have it there, you know, and minimize the, you know, minimize the screen, but still have the sound, you know, and maybe like listen to, say, so some on, gaming podcast. On Xbox One, you could split the sound how you wanted. Right. 
Yeah. Well, they should do that here too. I mean, they probably will. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. 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 All right. Good yeah. stuff. I'll yeah. Take it. I mean, Elu says something crazy here, like, you know, lots of Monster Hunter highlights to share with y'all. And the nice thing is you can just block people on yeah, PSN. You, just, so, you, know, just, you can just can, completely. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I actually reported him, too. Um, yeah. So hopefully he won't be on PSN at all soon. And I won't even have to worry about it. <laughs> much better off. Sucker. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, the one interesting thing I did find here that um, uh sony actually even commented on officially on their playstation blog was uh resources and memory that this takes because anytime you're um you're offering additional features in your ui you're doing two things one you have to fit in you have to allocate memory to it right on your on your part of your os and in your um drive god sorry guys <laughs> in your solid state drive but you're also using cpu resources to do such right and so if you recall back when xbox one launched with connect and we won't rehash all that but uh because of the focus on the ps4 being more powerful and the big narrative that was driven back then when that launch happened when they started to get rid of connect and they started to get rid of things like snap and etc they did that to free up more resources to give developers back for games and so it's not substantial, right? It's not huge, um, but every little bit helps. And so Sony felt the need to comment to basically say, yes, resources and memory are being allocated here, of course. Now they've tried to minimize it as much as possible. But I'm definitely going to be curious as we get into the nitty gritty months after launch and Digital Foundry and all these places start to really dive in, to be curious to see what these features kind of use. And it could also be the reason why the PS5 coming with an 825 gigabyte uh, SSD at launch that from what we believe on the leaks uh, is somewhere in the 620 to 660 usable space at launch because there's additional space allocated for the OS features like this, things like quick resume, et cetera. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know anything about that stuff. You're talking to the wrong guy. Archimedes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me jump in. I find that whole discussion really funny right now. If, you, if I browse through Twitter, you see that discussion um, basically is, is the 4K versus 1080p UI oh, and so on. Yes, of course. And um, I, I wasn't really sure, but I, and I Googled it and uh, I was right remembering it. When the, the Xbox One X came out, um, it had a 4K dashboard. No, it didn't. It, it had for like a week or two, and oh. then a lot of the co complaints um, got in um, from developers because it took up um, one gigabyte extra RAM um, from the system. And so Xbox mm -hmm. decided to go 1080p and give one gig of RAM back to the developers to use for games. That's the wow. reason why we have I, a 1080p. Yeah, it's a 1080p. That's the reason why we have 1080p uh, dashboards today yeah. on the Xbox. And to be frank, I'd rather have that on the PS5 as well, uh, 1080p and one extra gig for RAM um, for for games. Um, because um, in the end, I play a lot more um, games on on the PlayStation than staring at the UI. So. Um, that is definitely interesting, and it is um, definitely a thing what you have to consider when you have a nice um, UI and a lot of fancy features. Um, in the end, it, it is always something, everything you do takes away power from the games. Um, yes. So, yeah, um, we will see how that will translate. Um, I don't know if that 
4K resolution in the UI takes up an extra gig of RAM on the PlayStation 5. It's, it's something I can't say. I say it happened with the Xbox, and um, yeah, we will see about um, how it how the, the console will compare uh, later. Uh, in, yeah, in it's going to be interesting. Yeah. As, especially, you know, as we know, the memory bandwidth and kind of overall power already favors the Series X. That'll definitely be interesting as time goes on. That's why I said I'm kind of curious to see when the tech, the true tech wizards really get their hands on this and dive into it. I'm going to be paying attention. But yeah, the, the the old UI debate that happened this week was, as you would expect, as ridiculous uh, as anything else. That's <laughs> the thing. I mean, like, who the hell gives a shit? Like, what resolution the screen is to pick your games i mean i i don't even know why it's even a debate and to oh, point, if it's pulling resources who get, get rid yeah. of it because the hell <laughs> is that shit i mean that, that, that's crazy to me that that even people even care all in presentation whatever i mean short of it being like a naked lady or something on your <laughs> screen then you know for me you know back to tifa again I'm just telling. You, yeah, I mean, <laughs> would I like to see her in 4K? Sure. You know what? I mean, otherwise, I don't give a crap. I mean, it it it's something that is so, you know, it, it just doesn't need to be talked about ever. I mean, it's no. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's nice, I guess. You know, fine. You know, and maybe down the road they're gonna, you know, some developers are gonna be like, hey, listen, we're, you know, if it was the same way, you know, we need that extra RAM or whatever part of it is to, you know, kind of push our game a little bit farther. You know, or give it the option. You know, just turn it to whatever you want. Like all the games can. I don't know why you can't do that either. Whatever, 4K, stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anything else on the UI, guys? Before we move into Digital Foundry's uh, kind of teardown commentary, uh, maybe one last thing. Um, sure. It. it over the last two weeks, we have seen Microsoft really heavily marketing this uh, quick resume feature. feature. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised to not see uh, Sony mentioning that. People are assuming that it has something similar. We yeah. really don't know because the games we have seen were all booted from scratch yeah, during that presentation. So I really wonder... Um, if if the PlayStation 5 has something like that, because like you said, they have a lot of um, SSD um, space saved for uh, buffering and the, the UI and everything they need. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to see if, if it has that feature. It's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. And I think one of the concerns is, so if you look at the Series X, right, almost 200 gigs is reserved for OS and features, uh, including Quick Resume, right? And it writes those safe states to the SSD. That's why you can turn the whole box off, unplug it, you know, like they showed this week, plug it back in, and you can still jump back into your games. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to wonder if if the OS and the features uh, Sony's already shown have are already taken about 160 plus gigs away from an already small hard drive, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe they decided, hey, it's not worth using another, whatever it is, 34, I have no idea, 30, 40, 50 gigs. Uh, well, I had an interesting discussion about that with a developer <laughs> recently, and he made okay. a very simple point and uh, <laughs> so obvious. How much uh, space do you need for quick zoom on the SSD? Exactly the same amount as you have RAM, because you are simply dumping the RAM, whatever is in the RAM on the SSD extra, Everything else is already on the SSD. Yeah, and you don't need extra space for that. So Fair simply, point. they yeah. are 
taking Airplane. the RAM, dumping it on the SSD, and that's quick resume. And when you you resume, you load up that data back into the RAM, and you're back again in the in the in the game. Yes. Um, so yeah, that it's 16 sense. gigs. What you need. <laughs> makes for sense. Quick so, resume. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to think that Sony would have something similar. I, I like you said though, it's a good point. It's being assumed, but we actually haven't seen it. So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Really give a crap. You know? I, gotta extra, I gotta wait an extra three seconds or something to get into my game. You know, no, no, no. it's it's a lot more because um, you you not just um, consider the actual load time of the game, but you are getting back into at into the game at that point where you left off. And I find that really a, a helpful feature because I have I jump a lot in between games. When I play a single player game and the buddy comes on, then we have just have one match in gears, and I jump back into my single player game and I can pick off where I left. I don't have to load the save file, walk back to that point in the level where I was when I left the game, and so on. Um, so it's a, it's a bit more than that. No, it doesn't bother me. Though. That's fair. I mean, That's fair. You know. For me personally, I usually use my PlayStation for mostly single player games for the most yeah, part um so i'll just play one <laughs> the xbox is honestly where i'm usually jumping between games a lot more so um but yeah it, it'll be interesting to see um it'll be interesting to see graham thanks man you didn't even say anything you gotta he's a sun <laughs> but uh thanks graham appreciate it man um asa what's up man um Yeah, so he's talking about they can already mimic the PS4 and allow resume from low power mode. Yeah, so they may just take a different approach, uh, which is what Ace is commenting on as well. So, anyway, all right, let's talk about um, let's talk about Digital Foundry's uh, kind of teardown analysis. Now, this is another thing that caught um, you know people this week in talking about it. Is we basically all it was because Digital Foundry does not have a PS5. They basically just made a video over Sony's video of the teardown. Um, and talk through what they were seeing, um, you know, based on what was shown. And we don't have to stay on this long. Um, just a couple points I wanted to talk about is, first, they noted that um, the design itself is what they referred to. And, and I think people took this the wrong way, of course, typical, right, running with something. But he called it almost Toyota-like. Um, yeah. And, and, and what he meant by that, of course, people are like, oh, it's a piece of shit. No, that's fucking... Let me tell you something about Toyota or Hondas, for that matter. You know, they rely. They're reliable <laughs> sons of bitches. Right? So you know, that's insane. That's well, insane. So that's actually what Richard was trying to yeah. refer to it. That it's 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 not that it's uh, overly cheap. It's that there was a focus on cost. Yes, that's clear. Mm -hmm. But that the the design itself is much more traditional. Right? You have your yeah. flat motherboard. Everything we've talked about. Your flat motherboard. Fans here. Vents here. Um, it's a heat sink. It's a massive freaking heat sink, but heat sink. Um, whereas compared to the Series X, the Series X is much more kind of new, uh, kind of new and bespoke, maybe would be a good yeah. word to use. Um, and so um, I just found it interesting. The, the other thing he pointed out, we were talking offline about this, is the expansion port for the SSD. Kind of worried, uh, not worried, um, trying to figure out how that's cooled because there doesn't look to be space for a heat sink or any direct cooling to that slot. So how is that SSD being cooled? Obviously it's something Sony engineers would have thought of, just more curious about how it's being done. Um, and so just, just things like that. They did comment on the liquid cooling, which they said is a, a very advanced kind of way to approach the, the heat of the, uh, the sock. Um, and then um, 
I think that's really about it. But I just found it interesting that he commented, you know, about how from a, a engineering standpoint, and we talked about this a little last week because Albert Pinello commented on it, but that the Series X really looks to be, you know, they really went o- up and over the top with the Series X. So I think if nothing else, it'll be interesting long term into the generation to see if reliability has a factor in either of the console designs. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I was in, a, in another podcast um, probably two hours after that video dropped um, from Sony. Um, and my, I, I repeat my initial thought on this. And basically, Digital Foundry had, I think, similar uh, a similar phrasing. I called it, um, it's a brute force uh, engineering approach. Yes. Um, it's what what I do with my team as well. Um, if we <laughs> have no time or want to be overly cautious with something we just make everything big yeah you make big heat sinks you make big pcbs you make everything big um and then you're 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 safe yeah and that is just the way how this console design looked to me when when i saw it 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 seems that microsoft has given it a lot more thought um and are probably going to take a little bit more risk here yeah um but then on the other hand i trust both of these uh, uh, engineering teams. Um, I mean, it's always funny if, if, if I see people on Twitter judging um, an engineering team consisting of hundreds <laughs> of smart, very smart engineers yes. <laughs> in their decision. Um, that, is, that is always funny to me. I, I just find it interesting to see how different the approaches from both of these companies very. are um, yeah. in, in how they engineered it. And um, maybe one last thing. Um, um, on the this whole liquid uh, cooling um, yep. thing, the liquid metal cooling. Um, I've I've been working with liquid uh, metal for years. Um, it is a the best thermal paste you can get out there. It's nothing more than that. Um, it sounds so fancy, but it's actually just a thermal paste. Yep. Um, uh, I'm I would really like to give the the engineers a call because all the, <laughs> the liquid metal we use has a very limited lifetime, yes. self lifetime. Um, it basically loses its thermal um, conductivity after a few years, um, and I'm really sure that they thought of that. And I'd like to know which kind of liquid metal they are using because we could learn probably a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, that was one of the concerns, exactly what you said, is that uh, it, it's it's the best you can get, but it has a limited shelf life, right? It starts yeah. to deteriorate over time. And so Sony did comment that they've experimented with this for a few years now. Um, but it is interesting to think, you know, a few years, uh, again, not questioning these engineers, but, you know, we talked last week about consoles, like I can plug in my Sega Genesis and it'll work right yeah. away. Um, you know, without even a thought, and it's 30 years old. Uh, what What is the PS5 going to be like in 5, 10, 15 years? Not that that's a big concern for us right now, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, I regularly play my Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so my original Super Nintendo, and it still works. And um, yeah, that's that's just an interesting thought. I don't think we... we run into trouble during the lifetime of the console no way they are definitely have definitely made sure of that it's just like you said for retro consoles yeah when we are in at the playstation 8 or something yeah will then the <laughs> playstation 5 still work <laughs> yeah that's interesting and i think that's probably more the nature of what you and i get into sometimes from a work perspective it 
it it's the curiosity, right? I'm yeah, just curious exactly. to, to learn more about it. Dan, liquid cooling expert, what do you got? Yeah, I got nada. <laughs> nada. You know, I mean, I w- I'm like I'm with you guys. I'm assuming that these guys are smarter than us. So you don't have but, to assume. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they are. So they they probably <laughs> know what they're doing. But you know, it, it's it's you know, I, I remember certainly saying something about you know the SSDs, the 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 expandable storage, and you know that they couldn't have their own heat sink. So I'm assuming they got you know either something blowing in there or you know it's getting cooled by the case or you know something to that effect but i'm not a huge tech guy so i don't really know exactly what's happening yeah you know we'll see what happens as long as it doesn't explode i don't care (laughs) well you know diego's in the house and he said it is the same liquid metal they use on terminator too so it's fair should be fine oh oh, and and that's a movie by the way at least get it right if you're going to quote it it's the t1000 all right no okay I'm yeah, just calling Hollywood then and ask them what they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original was a T800, so you were right. Yes. There you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Arnold's getting old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but um, you know, Richard was very clear that they were only commenting on what they could see, um, and they hope to have a PS5 soon to really do their own kind of full-on breakdown of it. So, cool. Nice. All right, man. So on the. Uh, on the flip side, uh, on the Xbox side, they uh, this week they talked about a few things. As you said, their demo quick resume and kind of they uh, let up the embargo of kind of all the uh, influencer sites, et cetera, that have a uh, Series X and basically they could say whatever they want. So we kind of got the full breakdown of people's thoughts on the Series X this week. And then they also detailed the optimizations that will be coming at launch. So. Um, you know, a few things to call out here and what you can expect from the Series X and S launch. Uh, because we've talked before around with Halo being delayed um, and then putting a lot of eggs in that basket that, you know, they're really going to focus on uh, Gears 5 and Tactics um, and then a lot of third-party stuff. And so what we found out this week is that uh, Valhalla and Legion, which we knew, are getting their enhancements for launch on, on the 10th. Borderlands 3 is now also getting its full next-gen uh, enhancement by the 10th, uh, which is going to be 4K, 60 FPS, with uh, some other features uh, on console. And it's getting a Season 2, which we'll talk about. So there's going to be new content on Borderlands. Mm. Uh, yeah, Kusa and Falconeer and a few of those other games that are going to be kind of timed exclusives or full exclusives are going to be optimized at launch. Um, and then Destiny 2, which is getting its uh, Beyond Light expansion on November 10th, um, is going to be next-gen optimized on December 8th. So a uh, little less than a month after launch is when that's coming. And that, as well, is going to be 4K60 with a uh, FOV slider and everything. So pretty cool. Um, the other thing they talked about, and we can kind of cover all this at once, guys, but the other thing they talked about is uh, their backwards compatibility. So they're using enhanced filtering on 360 and xbox games i know dan you and i talked about some of this and their auto hdr feature which i think is freaking amazing where they're basically adding hdr to uh, any game that wasn't originally designed for it without any developer input um so long story short this is kind of a what we assumed right xbox is really going for the whole kind of broad approach of play all your games better um but there's no really huge huge singular triple a experience that you're going to get on day one. Well, I mean, Bahala, I guess, you know, could be probably, I, I should have said exclusive yeah. experience. 
you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So like. Yeah. No first party. That's fine. You know. I mean, it, 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 it's still it's still weird. You know, when you when you come into a console launch and don't have anything to to launch with your, you know, with your system, but it, it's so different now than it was, you know, six seven years ago. So. It's it's just the way the industry I think is, and you can rely on those third party games because these are huge games. With Cyberpunk releasing a week afterwards, you know, I mean, there there's there's really not a huge need for it, you know, especially when you're able to give players, you know, upgrades to all of their you know existing games, you know, yep. which is amazing. Um, as far as I mean, I, I, it's a question I was going to pose to you guys, you know, like which game will you guys be playing first like the first game that you launch on your x or your playstation 5 yeah. because like part of me when i get that new like when i got the one x it was like okay i'm gonna go back and play all these other games yeah i did the same you thing. know and, and see what they look like you know now for this one i don't know if i'll do that right off the bat like maybe down the road a little bit yeah, be but, playing um, don't worry about no it. it's not happening i'm gonna stick to my guns on that one for me it's gonna be probably like bahala because I got to do the review, but also because I'm really super excited about that game. And then yeah. um, uh, for the PS5, it'll be Spider-Man for sure because yeah. I have to. But I mean, this is this is great. I mean, we got we got enough. I mean, if, if you're complaining about the amount of stuff to play on launch, then you know you're never going to be happy ever. So just go yeah. back and be sad in your little basement. <laughs> So it's a, good, it's a good question, though. Archimedes, what uh, on series? Are you getting a Series X and PS5 at launch? Yes, yes. Um, I was lucky enough to pre-order a Series X right away. Um, okay. uh, I know a lot of people uh, had problems with crashed uh, websites yes. and so on. Um, I wasn't able to secure a PS5 in the first wave um, because they stealth dropped these pre-orders oh, in the middle of the yeah. night. It was 2 a.m. Like 2 a.m. Yeah, that's terrible. It yeah. was 2 a.m. in Germany. Um, and uh, it was a funny story, actually. I, I, when I woke up, I had like 10 missed calls on my phone because a good friend of mine, <laughs> he woke up in the middle of the night and went to the toilet and checked his phone and saw that the pre-orders are up and he tried to call me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was asleep. Okay, but I, I was lucky yeah. enough to secure one in the second wave. Um, so yeah, I, I'll have the luck to have both on day one and I'm just like Dan. Um, I'm PlayStation 5. It's going to be Spider-Man, Miles Morales, definitely. Okay. Uh, so looking forward to it. I actually want to play also Demon Souls on that, but I have to postpone that because you need to have patience with that game. And in, in that week, I won't be patient because, you know, a PS5 comes out one week later than in the US. So it will launch. That's right. Yeah, it yeah. will launch here on 19th. And right. you know what game is dropping on 19th? <laughs> a little game. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have the patience for Demon Souls. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, um, and on, on the Xbox, it's going to be Valhalla, definitely. And then I'm also looking forward to replay a couple of games. I want to see how Gears 5 runs on, yes. on the Series X. Um, I will also go back and play some of the 360 games, um, definitely Halo 3. I want to see how that game runs um, on the on the Series X, but uh, it's mainly going to be Valhalla for me. So yeah, I think for me uh, it's going to be Valhalla. Um, 
it just seems like it launches that day. It's already optimized for Series X. There's a focus yeah. on the marketing aspect. Like that's going to be the showcase, I think. And, uh, you know, we saw it running on PC this week um, and it looks absolutely stunning. So if it, um, you know, if it matches even 80% or whatever, 90% of what that PC uh, build is on Series X, then I think we're all going to be in for a treat. Um now, for me, on the PS5, because it does launch on the 10th here, um, I'm all Demon Souls. I'm not a Spider-Man fan, so uh, the uh, Demon Souls and Sackboy are the two games I'm getting with the PS5 at launch. Demon Souls, uh, I'm actually going to stream live that night and kind of uh, enjoy it together with some friends in the community. So that should be real fun. But I plan to die a lot. Die a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm on the 12th, right? Comes out launch, yeah, on the twelfth. Yep. Um, okay, so it's tenth. You know, you said tenth with the. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. sorry, sorry. Twelfth for PS5. Um, but yeah, I uh, Demon Souls. I did play. I still have my original copy from the PS3. It's one I never did beat. Um, and obviously that was how many years ago now. So I'm literally outside of having uh, played all the Souls games and, and know that kind of um, methodology and how you approach them. I'm not going to know where anything is, what's coming, the bosses. So uh, it's going to be should be a fun ride. Mm. Oh, well, definitely! Mm. It's yeah, a fun well, game, but I'm, I'll be playing that probably over the Christmas break or something when I'm done with Cyberpunk and Valhalla. <laughs> I don't blame you. If 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 it was coming out a week later, because once the 19th hits, and we're going to talk about Cyberpunk here shortly, but once yeah. that hits, everything else gets put by the wayside. One hundred percent. Definitely. So. It's, it's probably also uh, will affect my playthrough with Spider-Man. Um, I probably just going to boot that up for a couple of hours and then go back to, <laughs> to Cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough. Yeah. So on Gears, you mentioned, I wanted to bring that yeah. up because uh, Colin Penty, who's one of the uh, lead designers at Coalition, um, uh, posted yesterday and, and kind of commented on this um, and was nice enough to respond to me. And what he pointed out, this screenshot got a lot of play uh, yesterday on Twitter. Um, and what he pointed out was that, um, you know, on Xbox One X, One X, the game um, does run at 4K, right? Um, but there's a difference, as we keep saying, and I know our community, you commented on this as well. There's a very big difference in uh, the resolution of that the game itself is running in and all the core assets that are built into the game. And what he pointed out was that the assets on Xbox One are actually 2K assets, 1080p, um, whereas the assets that are going to be used for Series X are the full 4K. Um, so Gears 5 on Series X will be full 4K, ultra settings, everything just like PC, with a higher particle count, 50% higher particle count than PC Ultra, um, and it'll run at 4K 60 with those settings, which is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Because if you look at the benchmarks for this title, an equivalent CPU with a 2080 Ti runs Gears 5 at 4K and around 56 to 57 FPS. So the fact that they're hitting 4K 60 in ultra native 4K um, at launch for the Series X is, is incredibly impressive to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, you know, I think that's part of that is benefiting, you know, since it's a first party game. And they've got access to that hardware, obviously. Yeah, they, they talked about it months ago, right? Yeah, it looks really good. And I've always said, you know, graphics will always trump resolution. You know, you can look at a game like God of War and, you know, run it on a regular standard PlayStation. It looks amazing compared to yeah. some of the other games that they release. So, you know, this is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm not a huge Gears guy, though, so I probably won't 
it'll we probably still, we, we still kind of right. like you despite that. It's yeah, okay. yeah. It'll. I play this but a little game. less. <laughs> a little less. A little less. Fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'll probably this is gonna be this will be one of those games where I pop in for 20, 30 minutes to kind of see what it looks like and you yeah. know maybe play through a level or two, and then kind of bounce out. But you know, I'm glad that they're doing it, and you know, it'll affect the multiplayer too. You know, and you know, yeah. it'll 120 that, frames be, there. It's nuts. I know. Nuts. So I think but, uh, did they say it's not 4K? Uh, I don't know if it's dynamic or if it's 1080, 120. I can't remember. It's, it's dynamic uh, 120. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's 1080 on the on the Series S and 120 frames. Yes, that's correct. Right. Yeah, which is amazing in itself. That's awesome. $300 machine running a game like that at 120 frames per second. Incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we talked a few weeks ago, Archimedes, just the sheer fact of value for us. So how much is the, um, in euros, where you are, how much is the Series S over there? It's uh, $299. We have basically the same prices in euros, uh, like in the US, except for game prices. Uh, We were already at 70 euros um, for game prices. And on the Sony side, it increased now to... Uh, 80 euros wow yeah that's a lot because so if you, for lot. people in the u.s if you're not familiar doing that conversion i don't know what it is today that's Archimedes, right around about 85 dollar uh, us dollars yeah yeah i was gonna say so 85 bucks euros. for uh ps5 games in in germany and probably several european countries yeah, i saw almost Australia everywhere on europe yeah, except uk yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty crazy. But um, anyway, yeah, back to uh, the value of the Series S still is like, you know, the CPUs that you can buy if you're building a PC are, you know, 250-ish. You know what I mean? Just for the CPU. Just the CPU. Uh, Yeah, it's it's crazy. So anyway, um, very cool. So uh, Pompa, $5 super chat, Mr. Uh, Footlong. Love it. Thank you, Pompa. Cyberpunk or Demon Souls? Yeah, I, I phrased it that way on purpose. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do or die, make your choice. There's no choice to be made here. Demon Souls would be thrown into the bushes. Wow. Um, yeah, there's no choice to be made. Cyber, cyberpunk above all. Uh, yeah, as for, for Archimedes, we'll say Cyberpunk Uber Alice. Uber Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Cyberpunk. <laughs> like that game has been like on the radar for us for sure for so long you know ever since that first cgi trailer for me anyway you know where the girl was in the middle of the street and you know you remember that one the really really old one? Oh yeah the original yeah, that, that was yeah it's like six God. years ago yeah i was yeah. i mean i have been super pumped you know just for anything ever since then so it's going to be one of those you know I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, I wonder what, you know, how the game of the year is going to turn out for me personally. And like, it, it's, it's got to step its game up. You know, I want it to be really, really good. I'm my, my hype levels for it are so high Yeah. now, you know, that's the worst thing I probably could have done was, so you know, would you, would you been, say right now for you, it's ghost. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, and so, Spider-Man may be in that, com- in that conversation. You know, it might be, but I, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, honestly, but you know, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. But, but Cyberpunk, I mean, it shouldn't be, but you know, it might be for hey, you. Well, you know, it's like Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it is like Sunset Overdrive. That's the exactly point. that's the point I'm trying to make you. It goes both ways, you moron. So anyway, <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where I'm like, it, it's 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 going to be so good and if it's not i'm gonna be super super disappointed yeah. you know what i mean like it, we we've we've hyped it up to that level where it's just like this 
has got to be good. Well, and I, I it, think our yeah. problem is we know how good Witcher 3 is, right? Yep. And yeah. I think in all of our heads, we're thinking this is five years later, you know, that it be should better. be it should be <laughs> steps and steps above yeah. right. what we consider the greatest game of the generation or all time. I think our our expectations are quite high. No, oh, they're huge. Yeah. Huge. Oh, they are. Oh, they are. are you are you Archimedes you the same way with Cyberpunk? Just ridiculous, like everything stops when that game releases? Oh, definitely. I've taken a day off um, nice. <laughs> from work for that game. Um, I can't wait to play it. Uh, my my only complaint is really why are the next gen patches not ready for I know. launch? I know. Dude, that is neither on the PS5 nor on the on the Xbox. We have that that patch, and um, it just kind of feels weird that we <coughs> get that game now on the new hardware that can do ray tracing and so on, and they have the, those assets ready because the PC version yeah. gets all that stuff day one. Yeah, so why can't they make it work on 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 the Xbox or PlayStation? Crunch. I know it's killing me because my PC can do ray tracing at least, you know somewhat yeah <laughs> it's capable um and so i and i have the ultra wide and i keep going back and forth on do i want to play it on pc as well and just see and uh, i don't know um but at the same time it looks like a game above many others due to the cyberpunk design of it of the aesthetic that will benefit from being on an oled right because of the yeah, colors absolutely. and the hdr and most pc monitors don't really support that and we, um, and we still get the frame rates um yeah so on the, on the new console so yeah so we'll mm -hmm. see um going back to the price conversation graham thanks man you could have put this in chat dude i don't want you to keep having to pay super chats but i appreciate it so in canada they're paying 90 bucks plus 13 percent tax jeez man <sighs> that's brutal. almost yeah that's it's brutal. just under 100 bucks it's crazy to me yeah it's, it's, it's over really, 100 bucks yeah yeah I, i've said it I've said it before um, on Twitter, and I got a lot of flag for it. But um, <laughs> with eighty euros, um, I'm really at a threshold right now where it's kind of starts to bother me um, because Microsoft, on the other hand, is making gaming cheaper than ever before with Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. and now eighty euros is really a, a lot of money for a game. Um, you have to really think about is it worth that game on day one or do I just wait for a sale or something because it's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts, man. That's crazy. I mean, I'll buy uh, everything still, but it doesn't really, you know. It's... Yeah, I know. I'm a hypocrite. I'm, I'm complaining right now. I've pre-ordered it. I, I'll get Spider-Man, Demon Souls, everything. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the, yeah, it sucks, you know, but they've, they've got us by the short hairs because what are we going to do, right? I mean, yeah, right. It's not like we're going to go, well... I'm gonna stand my ground for an extra ten bucks. You know, you can yeah. say it. You know, it sucks. We all agree it sucks. But also, I really want to play the game. So yeah, exactly. You know, that's that, that's exactly. they know what they're doing. Marion, yeah. thanks for stopping by, brother. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's. I think the part of the problem too. We we've all gotten a little spoiled, right? We're all used to. Well, not all. That's not fair at all. Um, but I think part of like us and, and some of our audience have gotten used to just uh, having all these games and having uh, easy ways to access them. Game Pass, as you just said, is obviously the, the, the best value right now, but there's been other deals. You could usually get games, you know, even even new or shortly after release for 50 yeah. plus dollars or 50 plus euros or even 60 euros. But once you start getting up into the, the 80s and 90s, it's a different conversation. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's tough. Um, <clears throat> all right. So where the hell were we? Um, 
the auto HDR, just want to touch on that really quick. This is, this is really, really cool. So you have, um, essentially with the, uh, Xbox one X, if you go back and play original Xbox or Xbox 360 games, you know, there's a lot of features, right? They're increasing texture resolution. They're using the anisotropic filtering at four times. Um, and then they're doing the, um, you know, it just looks a lot better. Like you've ever gone back and played red dead redemption, the first one on your 360, then loaded up on your one X. There's a huge difference. Um, but what's really neat about the series X is they're taking that to the next level. And what they're doing is 16 times, uh, basically the, you know, the best filtering is just more processing power. Right. And they're doing auto HDR, like I said, with no developer input. So, um, they showed a couple sample images of like the color kind of pop or, you know, uh, demonstration of what it looks like and it just looks great and i think even if you know i'm when people say i don't want to play old games i just want to backhand them um because you're missing the point right the beauty of what microsoft is really doing here with their engineering teams is they're preserving game libraries and just your games that you've been playing for 20 plus years and you know someday you may want to go back and play that even if you don't today someday you may want to go back and say to your kids, you know, here, check out this game. This was the best game, you know, in 10 years, 15 years, Witcher 3 is going to sound like an ancient memory. You know what I mean? And it'd be cool to say at the time, this game blew everyone away or cyberpunk for that matter. Um, so I just wanted to applaud and just say, I think it's really cool that they continue to press forward on optimizing your game libraries as they exist today, because of course, all of that stuff carries forward, right? So it means the games we're buying today, 10 years from now will be you know, preserved and running strong. And it just, it, I think that's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, this, it, when you don't have to put anything else on the devs, when you can just, you know, do it at a hardware level, fantastic, you know, and it's good for us because, you know, because it's that little boost, regardless of how, you know, it could be minor, we could, but you know, it, it's always going to be better, you know, and, and great. You know, I want to get my money's worth right when I buy this thing. So that's important to have, you know, not only that my my current library transfers over without much of an issue, but also that, you know, it's improved on regardless, you know, I mean, maybe that's not every single game, you know, maybe there's some issues with certain things, but for the most part, that's, that's an important thing. It just because you're, you're investing so much now, you know, just getting done talking about this, you know, extra 10 bucks, extra 20 bucks here and there. You want these things to, you know, retain their value. And the only way that you can do that really is having either keeping the console that you have or, you know, having it come with you to the next one. So this is great. I'm fine with it. I don't understand any of the numbers that you said. Um, <laughs> so um, it's going to look nicer. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so look nicer. Yep. Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's all that matters. Yeah. Better frame yeah. rates, too. That's, yeah. that's a, that, which that's is a big thing. Something. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Graham, have a good day, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for the super chats. I see Mike's in the house. Shout out to Next Level Gaming. Um, We don't need any Amico talk at this moment, though, Diego. Stop it. I I watched that show. I'm going to just do a quick shout out. Was it last week? Excited for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tommy on there. Yeah. It looks awesome. Oh, no. I was talking. uh, Amico did their actual presentation. No. Mike had uh, Tommy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. On on Thursday. Yeah. Thank you. I'm kind of excited to big get one of these things now. I don't know why. The thing looks sleek as hell. Just, you know, quick shout out. Mike did it. He got you. He pulled yeah. you in. Yep, he sure did. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 I know he's been talking about it forever. It looks freaking awesome. Um, and now I'm going to have to 
buy one. So. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> Archimedes going back to, back to the normal topic. What, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, thoughts on the um, Xbox's focus on yeah. continuing to push on backwards compatibility and game preservation. Yeah, uh, I think it's amazing. Um, I Of course, I don't go back and play all my, I think, close to 400 games I have now on the Xbox um, yeah. uh, in my digital library, um, at least. Um, and uh, of course, I'm not going to play all these 400 games, but there are certain games I'm going back to on a regular basis. Um, just this summer, I did another playthrough of KOTOR 2, for instance. Nice. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it earlier. Um, I once a year turn on my Super Nintendo and play through Secret of Evermore, one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah. Um, so there are just some games that have a certain nostalgia to it. And going back to those um, and replaying them now in a better version um, yeah. is just amazing. Um, and the other thing is, of course, um, we... In, especially in the first year or two of the, of the console lifetime, I still have a huge backlog <laughs> from the Xbox One now yeah. um, and PlayStation 5 as well. Um, and um, just being able to play those games on the next console in a better version um, without having a patch released is just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, all right, very cool. So let's, uh, we've we've touched on Cyberpunk multiple times. Let's get over to it. So Cyberpunk, we got Night City Wire episode four this week, where the focus was really two things, uh, customization on uh, characters and, um, you know, both your V character and the characters that you'll meet in the world. Um, and then the heavy focus was on vehicles. So they did a breakdown of different vehicles, different attributes of those vehicles, how they can be used in different ways, uh, motorcycles, you know, all of these things. Um, and we'll touch on the hot portion in a second, but, um, you know, from, <laughs> from night city wire, um, what did you guys think here? Archimedes, I'll start with you because I know we've talked cars before. Um, <laughs> did you, you know, did you like what you saw here? Oh yes, I did. I did. <laughs> um, dude, I'm so hyped for that game. Uh, it, the more I see, um, the more I, I feel like, um, I really need a, a second day of work. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, it it just looks amazing. The 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 details they uh, implemented in the in those games on all levels, um, not just the graphics, but also what you can do, the mechanics, the char character customization, vehicle customization, everything. Um, it it just sounds so incredible. Um, man, I'm I'm going to put in two hundred plus hours into that game. Yeah, easy, 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 yeah. Easy. yeah. No question. I mean, we, we talked about it just a little bit earlier. I mean, it, it, <laughs> when it when the news released, like that's the first message I got. It's like, oh my god, this guy, you know, from Ains, you know, as soon as they released that Porsche. Uh, Let's get it. it looks, Let's get it. It looks so good. I mean, it looks so good. It looks like the controller almost. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. God, that looks good. It just looks like just looking at the screen. You're just like, man. And and this kind of, of detail um, in an open world game and probably one of the biggest open world games ever built. Um, yeah. This is just amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Now, of course, you know, probably what we're seeing running, you know, and is obviously top tier PC, I'm sure. Um, but if, yeah, if you saw some of the, um, you know, like the video that you showed of going driving through the city in the vehicles and. Um, especially at high rates of speed, even when did you notice when they went the first person driving 
like even on the motorcycle, I mean, it just looks, it just looks stunning. Like everything yeah, we see from this game looks stunning. And um, I don't think that the, even though you're right, this is probably a high, very high end PC uh, ultra settings here. Um, but I don't think that the level of detail will be that much different on the new consoles because the new consoles are basically very high end PCs. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think the Delta will be that big. Yeah, and I mean, you know, at the at the end of the day, this game was built to run on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Exactly. Uh, and so, the base and, versions. Yeah, of the base consoles. versions. Yeah. So, uh, and we saw, you know, obviously it's not a, a graphical showcase uh, if you really zoom in on things, but they this is the same developer that put Witcher 3 on the Switch. So they're, they're wizards over there. We're just going to let them do their thing, but... Um, it's yeah, God. I, I could go on. We could have a. We may have to have a, a Night City Wire bitcast because we're gonna have to talk about this game for a couple hours oh, yeah. after it releases. I'm sure. Well, yeah. In, in that, be like that March. <laughs> okay. You well, absolutely. Yeah. In March. But, yeah. By the time you finish it, I'll be done <laughs> by yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, March is aggressive. Slow down. Yeah. March of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. And, uh, you know, we're recording here on the 17th, guys. We are 32 days away. 32 days. Crazy. So uh, just over four weeks, which also means we're, what, we're three weeks away from the Series X? Yeah. Three insane, weeks. Man. It's nuts. I mean, it's almost here. Just over three weeks. All right. Um, we also got, uh, and I didn't watch a lot of this, so if you did, feel free to comment more. But we got a deeper dive on Valhalla this week, too. Um, oh, so yeah. we got a deep dive on the world. We got a, a interview with the narrative director who talked about, uh, you know, the, the thought process and the design of obviously the Vikings and the historical period. Um, and they showed obviously a lot of new screens and stuff too. So I'll pull some of those up, but did either of you watch, um, you know, some of these videos? I, I didn't only because I've really gone dark on that game. I just, at this point, I want to experience it when I get it. That's oh, really? kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I watched I, it multiple times. First, I watched it on my phone. And I thought, oh, this looks so good. I have to watch it on the big screen. And I watched it uh, on, on, <laughs> on my 4K TV. It looks amazing. And then I thought, ah, I need to capture this trailer um, to use it in one of my videos. And so I had to watch it a third time while capturing <laughs> it. Um, yeah, uh, it's actually good and it doesn't spoil anything so you're good to go to to watch it um okay. but it explains a little bit uh, um in in how they will set up the world um and in how they will tell the story um they don't tell anything about the story but just the way how they will um will, will uh, tell that and what your choices will do um and there's there are just some beautiful shots in there and yeah I'm pulling some what, of them up now i love yeah. this one I was oh like, yeah, oh, man, it looks wow. amazing. Um, but I mean, some of the open imagery they showed, right, riding towards Stonehenge, incredible. And it, it yeah. and what really surprised me is uh, the step that they have taken from its initial showing back in May when we had the the Xbox event and we had that first. Well, it wasn't really a gameplay t a trailer, yes. but an in-game trailer. Um, and if you compare that to the level here that is shown in this trailer now um, and in, probably in the final product, then um, it's it's amazing because there are really big steps made by them. Um, and I had an interesting uh, a comment um, on Twitter from someone when I posted how good this trailer looks compared to the, the one in May. Um, right. And I haven't thought about it, but he compared it to Halo. 
So if Halo can make <laughs> the same step <laughs> from its initial showing to the final product, we are in for a treat. Yeah, well, I've said before, I think people are going to be biting their tongue when Halo actually releases. Um, yeah. Because if, if you haven't played even Halo 4 or Halo 5 on the on the, just the 1X, yeah. um, you, you have no idea how talented those guys are. Um, so, mm. but as we like to say around here, there's no need to be upset. Nope. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, I, these screenshots look incredible. I'm super pumped for the game. Knowing that you said it kind of just sets up the narrative and some other things. Maybe I'll check it out. I was trying to go dark on it, but I am curious. So, Dan, yeah, I don't know about some, you. I heard some people talking about it, saying that it's almost more Dragon Age as far as the RPG. So there looks like they're kind of going towards that, you know, even more so than they did with Odyssey. You know, with yeah. like this, you know, just I'm the, down with it with the yeah with all the RPG mechanics and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm fine with it as long as they lose the action. You yeah. know, because that's you know, that's kind of one of my big things. I mean, that's Assassin's Creed, really. You know, you want to be able to get out there and, you know, you don't want it to be turn-based like some stupid freaking games decide they want to just completely change your whole, you know, gameplay loop. <laughs> no, Final Fantasy's remake is ridiculous. That's um, even better. That's a, what's, they actually went and made better. it better than you. <laughs> How <laughs> do you know Yakuza's not better? Because turn-based sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Ass. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, we were talking about that. I just want to say something real quick. You know, we, it, it's it's always been a balance with that game, with like you know the kookiness and like the seriousness of the actual main story. Yeah. You know, I think they're they passed that my, my threshold a little bit. Like I was always like, hey, it's right there. It's it's a nice balance. Now they're now it just looks ridiculous. You know, now 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 you you risk having this very serious story. That is, you know, but you the next second, you know, like somebody dies in your arms, the next two minutes you're fighting somebody with a chicken and shoving it up their butt or something. You, you lose all the, you know, credibility of the story. You know, it, you, that and the turn-based stuff it just drives me crazy. That's one of those games that when it eventually comes to Game Pass, because I guarantee you it will. I mean, you can, you know, maybe not guarantee it'll come to Game Pass. <laughs> you know, probably in a year or something. I don't care. I'll, I'll try it out. But damn, man. Damn. One of my favorite series. 10, right? Yeah, no, it's not, I'm not playing it then. There's plenty of other stuff to play on that game. <laughs> uh, by the way, I saw Bomber said in chat that uh, both uh, Valhalla and Cyberpunk were shown running on a 3090 uh, oh. uh, GPU. So, oh, should be surprising. yeah, not surprising. Um, you got us all off. Where, where, where are we going with this Yakuza thing? You done yet? Yeah, I'm done. But the hell <laughs> looks good. I'm going to play it. I'm going to review it. <laughs> Yeah, so you're doing the review on Valhalla. I'm doing the review on Cyberpunk. I don't know how why I volunteered to do that, um, God. because that's a monumental task. So look for that review in 2024. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so Borderlands 3. Want to touch on this just real quick? So uh, interesting thing from Borderlands 3. We already said that their next gen upgrade is coming uh, at launch on November 10th, at least with Series X, and will be there on PS5 on uh, November 12th and 19th. Um, but they also announced the season pass two, which I thought was a little kind of crazy. Yeah, they didn't talk about how much it's going to be, but they said that it's two parts basically. The first part of this is going to be what they call the designer's cut, uh, which is going to include new skill trees for um, the characters, uh, which is interesting, right? Because that means whole new builds and ways to use the characters, along with a new mode called Arms Race, which 
they said they would have more to share on that in the coming weeks. So there's a, a Twitch schedule that they've put out that they're going to show on their channel over uh, the next few weeks leading up to launch. So you can find that schedule on our site um, on the uh, on the Borderlands 3 uh, Season Pass 2. God, Borderlands 3 Season Pass 2 uh, article. That's on there if you want to see it. But I thought this was pretty neat. And they said that um, in spring, they're going to have Borderlands 3 uh, director's cut, which I guess will be kind of their final all-up package, which is everything included and some new stuff. So any interest in this, guys? I, I'm still – I still haven't played all the expansions. Yeah, I still haven't played them all either. It's great. And another season or another season pass is fine. I'm good with that. But it's, it's, it's one of those games that you know I love. I love Borderlands 3. But, like, after – you know, you almost have to kind of – make room for it um with all this other stuff coming out you know it, it, it's 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 i finished one expansion i think and i'm like halfway through the uh the halloween one or the scary one was i can't remember what the heck it was the one with uh well the second one where i can't remember what the hell it was called though you know who knows leo in chat i was gonna say leo now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it, it's 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 always good it's always a solid game you know i just it's between everything else. It's gonna be hard for me to jump back into it. I'm curious of what they, you know, come out with though for the yeah. next season pass. That, that might be, you know, something to get me into it a little bit more. And I do want to do the Craig thing. So yeah, I want I want to see what uh, Arms Race is. Um, but the new skill trees are big. Um, it, yeah, it completely changed the the gameplay for all four characters and then the way you loot hunt and other things too. So, Archimedes, you Borderlands fan? Oh yeah, I am. Um, but I haven't played the expansions yet. I finished the main game, yeah. Um, but I didn't find the chance to to dive into the expansions. Um, and after I read that uh, the game will run at sixty FPS on yeah. the Series X, I'm definitely going to wait um, because I always thought that this game really suffered from poor from its poor frame rates on the on the Xbox. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, at least at launch when I played it, I don't know whether it got patched and it is now locked at 30, but it was really dipping hard in frame rates um, in my main playthrough. That's why I actually never went back to the to the expansions so far. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So yeah, Leo had a few comments here. It was Guns, Love, and Tentacles was the That's third it. expansion, right? Yep. Was okay. that the third one? I thought so. What the hell did I skip? Second? I don't know. <laughs> well, Leo is probably banging his head against the wall right now. We're like, we don't know. Bomber said, <laughs> Bomber said it's Leo's most anticipated title for next year. <laughs> um, I also made the mistake of saying, and I think Mo, uh, Mo and I are going to try and do this, jump into it, is, uh, you know, when Destiny 2 gets uh, its next-gen enhancement on December 8th with the 60 FPS, 4K, and all that, um, plus, remember, it and all the expansions will be, including the new one, will be in Game Pass, I made the mistake of saying I'm going to try jumping back into that and seeing how that goes. So. Dumbass. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll see. Oh, that's two weeks after Cyberpunk, so who knows if that's actually going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. I will definitely go back to Destiny 2. Yeah, you played a lot? Um, I Yeah, 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 I do. I, I'm not the most extensive player, probably, but I have played every expansion. Um, okay. Then I level always my Guardian with some strikes um, and so on to a certain level. Then I just leave the game for a couple of months till the next expansion comes out. But I, I really do enjoy Destiny. Um, it is a, It has a fantastic shooting mechanic. It just yeah. feels really good. Um, I like that the strikes have a fantastic 
uh, matchmaking system. I think that is unmatched in any game that you just can do these co-op missions without having to use a headset and talk to people you don't know. Um, I love that. Um, it's 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 a fun game. Cool. Yeah, I am looking forward to getting back into it. I hope the loot has improved substantially since I last played it. I don't really like the loot design in that game, but we'll see. Uh, if nothing else, it'll be fun to play. Like you said, the mechanics are really strong, um, yeah. which is Bungie always nails. And I think, uh, you know, really seeing that in 4K60, you know, a lot, it's like we've been talking about, a lot of these games going back to 4K60 are just, you know, doubling frame rate. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to revisit them. Absolutely. Um, so Leo, Leo cleared us up here. So Handsome Jackpot was the first DLC. I did play that one. Yeah, I finished three. that one. Yep. Then Guns, Love, and Tentacles was the second. Bounty of Blood was the third one, which oh, was the yeah. Wild West one, right? The new yeah. town and everything. And then the obviously the newest one. Mm. Um, anyway. No, well, that's the, then there's the Craig one. So yeah. there's four. Yeah, okay. Yep. Gotcha. There's four, four in the original season pass, which I got because of the collector's edition and all that. Yep. So. Yep. All right, so we didn't touch on this last week. I wanted to touch on it because I think it is notable and it's worth uh, kind of discussing a little bit, and that is this Microsoft and GameStop deal. So this was really interesting when it was announced. You know, GameStop has been uh, hemorrhaging money for a while now. Uh, they had previously announced another closure of 400 stores in the U.S. earlier this year, um, or a few months ago, I should say. And then obviously their future was really kind of uncertain. So it was a pretty big surprise to see Microsoft of all companies kind of reach out and, and come to this agreement. Um, but as we've learned more about it, um, it's, it's become definitely uh, something to, uh, you know, that I think is rather unique. Um, so what Microsoft essentially said here is that, you know, GameStop obviously has a very big store base, especially in the U.S., um, and they can use that to, uh, you know, essentially have GameStop help get people into the Xbox ecosystem. And Dan, I found it funny. If you actually read this press release, um, the people from Xbox and even Phil Spencer this week uh, said multiple times the word ecosystem. And I was mm -hmm. like, yes, it's coming. Everyone's Ridiculous. finally jumping on the ecosystem train. Um, Archimedes, I've been saying the word ecosystem is the most important word for like <laughs> a while now. And to hear other people starting to say it is cracking me up. So hashtag ecosystem. Yeah. Um, but it's true, right? Xbox is much more focused on getting people into, again, the ecosystem, getting them to be a Game Pass subscriber, getting them just playing games, whether it's on PC, whether it's on mobile with xCloud, whether it's on Xbox, getting them to play Xbox games. And so they're basically looking at GameStop as a mechanism to do that because of their user base and their reach, right? And of course, helping sell Series X consoles and Series S consoles is, uh, is part of that equation as well. What we found out this week is that GameStop is going to be incentivized to do that. Um, and so one of the uh, industry analysts that broke it down said, for example, if a customer signs up for $15 a monthly Game Pass Ultimate at GameStop, they could expect GameStop to receive $1.50 from that monthly revenue stream for as long as the customer continues to subscribe. Um, same goes for things like All Access um, or any basically long-term thing that they get a, a cut of. And so this has the capability, depending on obviously volume, to um, you know uh, supplement GameStop's revenue stream with uh, you know potentially tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, which for a company like GameStop, which has been losing money hand over fist, is substantial. Um, so I don't know what you guys think about this. It, it does seem a little weird to me in the sense of when you go to a GameStop, 
Um, they sell all consoles, right? All platforms, you can buy anything. It feels kind of weird that a store like that would be incentivized to sell Xbox stuff. Is that just me? Okay, I'm, I'm really happy that we can talk about this here because um, I was in the middle of writing a script for a new video talking exactly about that when cool. yesterday okay. the, the interview uh, dropped from F Phil Spencer and then I decided to do a video on that. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I'm going to do that video uh, because it is, I think, something um, that is, is going under in this whole excitement for next gen but this is actually i think a kind of a big deal because it really changes the way how um a console manufacturer approaches the whole retail business yes. um we have we know that that sony at least i know that it, it they have done that here in in germany um i would assume that they have done that everywhere around the world they are paying retailers today to for instance position the playstation 5 uh, the playstation brand um in the front of the sh of, of their store so that's why you usually when you walk into a GameStop, you first walk through the shelves of playstation games and then in the back side of the store you find the xbox shelf yeah so sony is paying um them today to do that um now microsoft is taking a different approach they actually make uh, managers want uh, or, or managers to 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 sell more um xbox products and that is that's something i find really really interesting because today of course a gamestop manager does not care if you buy an xbox or a playstation he just wants to sell you stuff but now <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, and uh, but now this is really different and i wonder how this will change um the way um, how Xbox products will be presented within GameStop. Um, and I think especially outside of the core market from Microsoft, meaning the US and the UK, um, this is a very, very smart move because the brand is literally not known by people here in, in Germany or Europe. Um, yeah, I've said this before on this show, yeah. PlayStation outsold Xbox 5 to 1 here. Yeah. Um, and it's just because when you walk into a GameStop, you get they, they they will always recommend to you the PlayStation because this is the product everyone knows. Yeah, you know what you get. It's 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 the known brand that is associated with video games. Yeah, um, and this might change now. Yeah, that the Xbox, uh, the, the the GameStop retailer, the the guy who works in the, in the, in the store will now get a benefit if he tries to convince you to buy an Xbox. So I think this is really a big deal um, or could be a big deal um, in, in, in the future for how they will sell those, those um, products. And one last thing before I'm done. Um, it's also very interesting to see that they try to co um, collaborate in selling digital products. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, or this is at least how I interpre interpreted uh, the, the, the articles, um, is that GameStop is, is now interested or gets extra revenue for selling digital codes. Yeah, and I don't, I can't think of any other example where uh, a physical retailer who, who wants to sell you a disc and lives out of the used um, games uh, business um, 
that, that, that this guy wants to now sell digital games. This is really interesting um, because it yeah. really changes a lot. It does. Uh, in fact, that's a very interesting point because what they've likely done, and I don't know, don't have the numbers, but I'm assuming, right, is that because your pr profit margin for Microsoft and Xbox is higher on digital, um, what they can do is over incentivize digital. So really, both companies are going to make more uh, on a digital sale than a physical sale. Um, so I think, the, you know, GameStop benefits, but then Xbox continues to benefit because digital you know, it's, it's cheaper to produce for them, right? So it's definitely interesting. Um, great thoughts, though. I'm looking forward to the vid as always, man. Um, yep. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing. So Dan, did you take anything away from this? I mean, it, it sounds like they're going to be moving Xbox basically from the back of the store to the front. You go to the GameStop. <laughs> I mean, maybe, and it's, it's, I mean, and it's not, I mean, both really when you walk in, I mean, most of the play, GameStops like today, if I walk in, it's usually, you know, a couple of, you know, the kiosks with the, with the uh, systems in it. And then, you know, a bunch of weird collectibles, socks and shirts. <laughs> and then it's like switch stuff, like Nintendo stuff, a lot of it, you know, and then you go to the back, it's like PlayStation and then Xbox. Well, you remember the market, market here is different from right. Europe too. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, that that's just, from what I either the two near me yeah. are pretty much set up the same way, you know, and, and so this will give them a little bit more exposure, I think. And I think it'll be good for them. They're using, you know, Microsoft products, you know, their, their surface duos or whatever um, that I'm not sure if they're just providing them for free or if they have to like this GameStop have to purchase like a, you know, a couple pallets or whatever and distribute. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, you know, but that's also good for Microsoft because, you know, and then, Microsoft, nothing. I mean, you're literally about nothing, penny. right? Yeah. You know, and and so now they're going to be pushing. You know, now what I'm curious is like, are the actual employees going to be incentivized right. to push these things? Because that makes a huge difference. If it's just a manager saying, "Hey, you need to push this or try to buy somebody's iPhone from them so we can resell it," you know, because you know that's 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 how they answer the phone now. It's like, "Hey, where we buy your yeah. old yeah. electronics, right?" and so, so now if they, if they, if they start pushing, you know, if they give the employees some kind of incentive, I think that you might see that shift. Otherwise, I mean, no offense to anybody that's worked at GameStop, but like every time I go in, they're not like the nicest people, you know, and they, they look like they hate their life and they, you know, I mean, that, this is just the ones I've been to, you know, like you go in and it's just like, Hey, Hey, yeah, we'll be with you in a minute. You know, like <laughs> kiss my ass, dude, I'm here to buy from you. You you want to give me, you know, so, so maybe this will give them that little incentive. And, and push them, you know, uh, a little bit more. Um, the the digital stuff is, you know, I'd like to know more about how that works. Yeah. You know, if I'm buying an Xbox, you know, from them, is it based on like, you know, my Microsoft account or is it based off of, you know, like how do they get that information or is it in the code that they sell? Like if I, if I got a yeah, part of the yeah, code yeah, yeah. for- it's, it's the latter. Okay, so then, yeah, whatever, you know, it's a little yeah. weird tracking my shit, but you know, oh, I'm also when, falls so deep in the Xbox Google stuff. allocates codes to digital content, they know where those codes go. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, you know, GameStop will have its allocation of Xbox codes. I mean, it's good for them, man, because the place is going to the shitter. I mean, it's, it's GameStop, That's what man. I think is interesting. It's, it's going to be curious to see how many holes this can plug for right. GameStop. Yeah, well, how long does this last? Like six months or a year? <laughs> I mean, 
I, I thought they would be out of business by the end of the next year. I really did. You know, this might give them a little bit extra time, maybe. You know, it's just it's you've got so many other options now, especially with like online and yeah. and buying stuff from there. You know, and will will Xbox now? You know, say on launch day, will they have? Will they be able to allocate some extra? consoles to GameStop too that might actually help them out, you know, in the long run. You know, they'll they'll get those preferential bonuses or whatever. But you know, I mean it, for me, I don't buy anything from that place because I hate it and I hate the people. Um because they're rude to me. <laughs> you know, I feel like I go in there and I know more about all this stuff. And you know, I ask them a question like, hey, you know, you're gonna get Oh, I, I don't know what that means. You know, what the hell are you working here for, man? <laughs> it's like when I call like tech support for my phone. You know, it's just like, yeah, I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. I'm like, turn come on, off, man. Turn it back on. Yeah, that, shut up. You know, <laughs> that's why I don't like those kinds of stores and stuff. At least like Best Buy, you get like Geek Squad. They sometimes know more. But, you know, and I'm not even a tech guy. So, you know, it just it just bothers me. Plus, I don't buy physical discs. You and should. But that's you okay. know, we'll cover that another time. But yeah, the sure. other the other part of the digital conversation, right, is uh, is Sony stopped, and I always mix this up in my head, but they stopped selling game codes. You can game get codes. PSN credit, but you can't yeah. buy digital game codes from anyone yeah. but the PSN store. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know what is going on in chat, but I saw this comment from Bomber, and I have no idea what's happening. But who knows the thing that people know when knowing is the root of how knowledge works, right? So if you know the knowledge, <laughs> then they will all know that you know. That's Everyone so got that? Yep, now, that, we're now we're good. Yep. Okay, right. that clarifies it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I put this in our notes for the show because I wanted to read this on this agreement. So the other thing that really kind of came up in this, uh, I was sent a, an analyst article on this deal. And so I was reading through it. The other thing, which I thought was really good timing to discuss with you, Archimedes, was uh, they're talking about a European sell-off. So GameStop basically talking about selling off their European um you know, assets and part of that arm. Now, I don't know if that's because it could be a number of reasons. They didn't go into it. But this, I read this and I was literally laughing while reading it because if you've ever been in a corporate structure and you've worked with corporate communication teams, this is the most corporate legal communication <laughs> I have ever read in my entire life. And I deal with this shit on a weekly basis. Yeah. So let me just read this and you can just, get lost in the hilarity of it. This is actually part of the comment that GameStop made around selling off their European business. As part of our previously announced GameStop reboot profit improvement initiative, we are evaluating future strategic and operating alternatives for certain of our unprofitable operating subsidiaries and business units that operate within our international segments. We currently believe that the aggregate amount of any potential charges associated with the disposition or wind down of certain operations under consideration, primarily relating to lease and severance obligations and accelerated depreciation and amortization, would not be material to our liquidity, results of operations, or financial condition. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally someone who is like, okay, we have to put every buzzword we ever talk about in this business into a single paragraph yeah um what do you really want me to comment on this I mean, yeah. <laughs> so long story short they're, they're going to try and sell some of their european right. stores <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, so we're going to basically decide, you know, what's going to make us money and what's not. And we'll just make that, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of some shit. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Uh, right. What companies do when they, when they publish statements like this is it's a cover every base and ass statement so that there's so much ambiguity in what they're saying mm. that it, it allows them freedom to do whatever they want because they have to make formal statements for shareholders, right? Absolutely. So what yeah. they've done, right, if they put a statement that basically covers every single possible angle that could occur so that they can say, hey, we, we told you this was going to happen. It's just, it's hilarious to read this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I read, I read it, but I, I was literally laughing. I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my God, what, what, it's ridiculous. And Pampa yep. just wants to add that operating of our operations will be operated to those operating on operations. Well, that's so, good. There you go. Yep. That all said. Yep. Nice. <laughs> 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 all right. Anyway. Um, Liquidity. So Archimedes, mm. uh, on the, going back to seriousness for a second, on the... Um, if they do sell this off, right? What does mm -hmm. the game, the retail kind of brick and mortar game setup, game store setup look like where you are in Germany? Um, if if you were to think that GameStop or game, whatever it is over there, goes away? Oh, I think it is relatively similar to the US, uh, at least from what I can tell. Um, we have GameStops like, just like in the US, we have a similar density, I would say. Um, and they are, um, of course, the the main pure gaming stores um, that you have. We we have, for instance, I have one local retailer in my city. He's it's just a guy who runs his own little retro store. But um, and then you have these what you call Best Buys is for us Media Markt and Saturn and <laughs> um, retailers like that. Yeah. Um, but um, as a pure gaming um, retailer, this is. Is basically it, yeah. It's it's the biggest chain, and I th think it 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 would definitely um, change the way how we we approach those um, gaming uh, retailers today. Um, it's I'm not the biggest fan of GameStop today. Um, I used to to go a lot to GameStops um, back in the days of the OG Xbox, for instance, uh, sure. when I. W was in the university. We had a fantastic GameStop close by to the university. I was there basically every day. I knew every guy who worked there. Um, we just chatted um, about video games, and and it was really really fun. Um, and those experiences definitely have gone. Um, today, GameStop has changed a lot when they started to focus on on the reselling of of used games yeah of used game discs um but yeah i i don't know i don't really know um how it would influence um the, the way how we buy games but i think the whole worldwide situation right now uh the with the virus it, it changes so much um yeah and this is probably the last stroke they need because now everyone is going uh, at least online shopping, if not digital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely pushing it further. I think one of the interesting things I thought about in this is uh, if GameStop were to shut down, we've talked about, right, is with the new consoles approaching, I've seen a lot of people say they're going to be trading in their Xbox Ones or their PS4s. And I think it's such a mentality that we have that you can just go do that. 
Mm. Um, yeah. You know, because people have gotten used to that from EB Games to as it's evolved in the GameStop over the years. But imagine if all the GameStops closed. There are some things you can sell online and, and send your stuff to. But so many people just go to GameStop and hand everything over and say, give me credit. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, that's their biggest thing right now is, you know, yeah. and people are going to be able to, you know, they're going to lose that. I mean, to a point, it makes it, it basically makes it easier. You know, when you're, you know, you get, I'm going to give you 30 bucks for your Xbox one. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's just convenience. Then you, you, and you take the hit, you know, and how much they give you, you know, so for me, it's just as easy to sell it online, you know, and then make a little bit extra money, you know, and do it that way. But I, I don't know, man, I, I, obviously you'd hate to see it go, but what else is left aside from like Archimedes said, you know, there's a couple local, yeah. you know, mom and pop shops basically yeah. that are, are doing it. And then that's it. And then you've got the big retailers, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, GameStop is kind of the last of their, you know, and it, it would be sad and I would feel for the people that, you know, work there and stuff, but it's just, they're so focused and laser focused on, you know, a very specific thing that, you know, it, it's, watching the 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 hobby change and watching how the industry changes over time and it's just going to get to that point where i i question you know i understand why microsoft does it and why they did it it's you know to get that extra push maybe you know for you know and, and get that extra uh, exposure i guess in their stores but you know is it a long term solution you know for GameStop, yeah. I don't think it is. I think they're done. I still think they're done within a year or two, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw Carl say the same. So Carl's in UK, obviously, and he said almost all the pure gaming retail outs in the UK are gone. Uh, game yeah. is game, which is their GameStop. It's the only one left, and it's in tatters, similar to here. Um, so uh, we'll keep talking because we obviously have a lot of audio listeners, but guys, our, our live stream has crashed. Like, we're live. We're still talking. It's still being recorded, but the YouTube stream has crashed. So I, really? I, yeah, that's why our chat just like disappeared. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happened to it. Um, obviously we haven't done anything. We're still recording. There must be some problem with the software linking to, uh, to YouTube, which is a damn shame. So I don't know what happened there. But so, I think we are back on, uh, I just refreshed my YouTube stream and seems to work. Okay. All right. See if it stays. Um, uh, no, no, and now it's frozen again. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so well, refreshing, it kind of goes for a few seconds and then just it fails yeah. at the same spot. So sorry for our audio listeners. We're just trying to figure out what uh, you know what happened to our live stream here, which is annoying. So let's just pause for one second, guys. Um, looks like it may be coming back up now. Yeah, it looks like it's working. Yeah, Carl said we're back. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything different. It just kind of crashed on the YouTube side. Um, no internet issues here or with us. So anyway, I will report that to StreamYard and tell them I want a refund for a year. Um, yep. Yeah, that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's the topics we want to talk to on the news side. So, you know, let's get to our favorite. And I don't think we were doing this segment last time Archimedes was on. So if he has something. It's been that long? It's been a while. It's been a while, wow. yeah. Yeah, so we have a new segment, and if you have done this, Archimedes, tell me. But we have a new segment where we talk about what's grinding our gears. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you have something that has driven you crazy this week, 
uh, and you want to get it off your chest, you are welcome to do that. Um, if you don't have anything or you want to need time to think of it, we can let Dan go. He usually wants to yell about something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, the the one thing um, that uh, got on my nerves this week was this whole um, user interface discussion. I just found <laughs> it so ridiculous, uh, but we covered that. Um, yeah. yeah, so I leave the stage to Dan. Fair enough. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, bomber, um, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave because you just blow streams up uh, everywhere you go. I, I don't know what you're doing, but please uh, exit the chat immediately, and I will talk to you later. Um, <laughs> you know, it's anyway. funny. Like this week, I don't have a whole lot. You okay. know, that's different than every other week. You know, you just kind of get sick of the whole Twitterverse, and you just want to punch it's, people it's in the face. Especially bad right now as we get close. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Really. There's so much nonsense out there. Yeah, I, I really just want to, you know, there's like so many times where I'm just like, I'm just not going to look at it. Like, it's when that, that day that that stuff comes out, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done with Twitter for like a week. I, I, I have no <laughs> desire to be less active there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be such a shit show. And it, it, it's, yeah. it's, aside from that, I don't want to talk to anybody. I really don't care what everybody else thinks. So I'm going to be <laughs> playing some Bahala. I'm going to be playing some, you know, whatever it is I'm playing. Spider-Man. You know? and, yeah. Right. Yeah, I just thought of one thing um, while Dan was speaking. Um, this was really... It, it's really sad that it has come to that. Um, I don't know whether you have seen that discussion around uh, John Linneman from, um, yes. from Digital Foundry. I mean, the guy is is one of the most reputable um, gaming journalists or um, influencers, um, and he's very open about his mental issues. Issues, yep. and people really going after him um, like crazy for yep. for comments he made on a game that um, or um, on on a platform. Uh, this is just so ridiculous, and yeah. it it just shows where we are with these fanboys right now. Um, you you can't really enjoy um, anything anymore, um, and not seeing anyone trying to jump on you. Yeah, I've had that also this week. I was posting about a game I like and enjoy, and um, it was Final Fantasy fifteen, and then I posted. Um, I saw. Yeah, and I posted, I like it, and and about 50% of my comments were, the game sucks. Yeah, you're playing it wrong, <laughs> it sucks. Um, <laughs> you're playing it wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and for someone who is, um, um, or has mental health issues like John has, um, and yeah. going after him like that is just... I don't know what to think anymore of, of these these people. Very frustrating. Yeah, it was yeah. it was nice to see how many people came to his defense. Um, you know, to, to pick him back up, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it is it's maddening. It's like people lose all context, and it's it's a shame. This is supposed to be a fun thing that we all share, and doesn't matter what you're playing or what what you're playing it on. It's it's supposed to be an enjoyable hobby. That's why we all do yeah. it. It's an entertainment. Exactly. You know, to that point, you know, here, here's the thing. I mean, I actually unfollowed him this week, and this is going to sound terrible, but it's it's not because he's a great guy, and I love his videos. You know, I part of the problem with Twitter is that you expect a certain level of 
you know, responses. You, and should. a certain, you shouldn't <laughs> because you've seen what Twitter is. It's well, I, 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 meant, I meant the same thing. You should expect yeah. assholes is what I meant. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If yeah. you are coming on there and expecting everybody to just kiss your ass and, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, with that being said, a lot of these, what I would like to see really is like, say like IGN, Kotaku, you know, digital foundry places like that. You've got the option of not letting people reply. Make these assholes work for it. Take a screenshot, tag them, do whatever you have to do, you know, but don't let them reply. You don't have to let them reply. Now, I know engagement is really important, but it's not if you're having that kind of, you know, we've talked about this before. If you're having those kind of issues in, in the mental health with your mental mental health, I'm sorry, then this is not the place to be. Because you're gonna continue to get those assholes. It doesn't excuse what these fucking people do because they're terrible. But like, if I if I had those kind of problems, there would be no way I'd let, let myself even come close to this that platform. You know, you you and you can block that kind of stuff out. You know, you shouldn't have to, right? No, I get what you're saying. You, you know, but if you but, know you know what to expect, therefore limit the exposure. Right. right. Yeah. Just get yeah. to your point where you're you're you know it, it's. You know what's going to happen. You have to expect a certain amount of, you know, ass hattery, you know, to, from these people, you know, and it, it, it's, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So either, you know, ignore it or, you know, get away from it. Do whatever the hell you have to do, man, because it, it, it's, it's so bad and you hate to see it happen to those people, you know. And but then, you know, some people also use it for you know, the exact opposite reason, which I also think is crazy. But if it works, I guess it works. If you're going on there to get that attention because you're not getting it where you need to be in your life, you know, and and it helps you, you know, great. But, yeah. you know, you've really got to, you know, keep that circle small, you know, and, and, and or well, block and mute. And, else, especially online. Yeah, there's good and bad. You just right. have to know how to use it for the good for whatever your needs are versus other people. Right. You know, we, we get on there and thankfully we have a very awesome audience and a very small amount of people that will actually follow up with something negative. You don't see it a whole lot and which is great, you know, but we also keep, sorry, Dan, Uh, I was going to say part of that reason is because we don't, we don't allow it to breathe. Right. Anyone who responds to us negatively, we completely ignore them and just move on. Yeah, that's and that's what you have to do. And you know, you but look it's at it's different to other people. Yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, it 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 doesn't bother you, but other people, yeah. they are, are more. Um, they're more sensitive. It's, yeah, it's, they're more sensitive. Exactly. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, and you've got to expect that. You know, that's why, as a person, yeah. you don't come out and say, you know, like if I, I could say something to Ains that I you may not be able to say to you, right? You know, but because I know him, and you know, I know where you know. Shut up, fucker. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. This came out. This came out. Yep. Sorry. No, but, <laughs> but you know, you, you've also got to know that if you're just going on there and just randomly, you know, going after somebody because you don't like their opinion, I think it was all about like you know how Digital Foundry you know loves this console over this other console. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's a that's a that person problem, and the only yeah. way you can deal with that is you know blocking that person or ignoring them. But we continue to you know. I've gotten my account down to where it's now, you know, it, it, I don't see it as much. I did see that, you know, but you, you don't give these people the time of day, you know, don't give them what they want. 
you know, that's what these people feed on. I've said it a thousand times. If you, you mm. stop giving the fire oxygen, it eventually dies out, you know, and that's it. So just, you know, Twitter's a terrible place. You know, it, it's, it's a gross. <laughs> Not that it's, bad. It's gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. I would say 70, 80% of it's disgusting. Half the guys got, in chat. No, yeah, and, and that's yeah. right. But you, like I said, you've got to keep that circle small, right? And pick and, you know, kind of cherry pick yeah. the ones that, you know, there, there's so many people. Outside. Right. But I don't talk <laughs> to anybody outside either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm following you, it's like, it, just understand that I follow very, very little people. So it, it's less than 200, I think. And most of them is like, are like news outlets. So it's, it's, it's to the point where I just cannot stand you know, that I can't stand when people talk about fanboys complaining about them. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like if you're complaining about somebody else complaining, you, you've hit, you're on the wrong side of the argument, right? Like if you say, okay, well, I'm, you know, these fanboys are out here saying this. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them that. Don't say, don't say that these guys are saying this stuff because it doesn't matter in the end. Shouldn't matter to you. Shouldn't matter to anybody else. Because, I mean, you're just giving them more life indirectly, you know, I don't know. My timeline has been awesome lately. Like, I don't know what I did, but I've eliminated pretty much everybody. (laughs) Suddenly, (laughs) Yeah, I just like, yeah, I just like unfollowed like like 60 people. I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. So I was going to say that uh i have to just comment again on you know my favorite thing that seems to come up every week now and that is the old listen to what is said not what you want to hear oh geez so the one the one thing that drove me crazy this week was because kotaku yesterday ran with a interview with phil spencer right love that guy (laughs) with phil spencer um and very insightful comments and that's what i like right um very insightful comments. He answered some unique questions around the future. And of course, the Bethesda acquisition came up, et cetera, et cetera. And basically, the question he was asked was, do you need to sell games on the PS5, games like Elder Scrolls Six, to, to recoup the $7.5 billion investment? Now, let me be clear. Whoever the interview was, and I, I haven't even looked, so I'm probably about to insult someone. It's a stupid question. It's a stupid yeah. question. The answer, you didn't even need to ask Phil that. The answer is no. You, you don't need to put the games on PlayStation to recoup the investment. You don't. Already- you literally don't have to put them on Xbox. No, you could. Microsoft no, could, could literally true. recoup all that money back without the Xbox platform. And, and, and Phil was very clear. If you read a statement, he said, you know, I'm answering the question you asked me. No. And, you know, the plan was not to take games away from gamers. But, no, I do not have to put plans or, excuse me, games on other platforms. Um, we have Xbox, PC, mobile, you know, xCloud. So, of course, you know, it's a, it's a direct question. It's a direct answer. Phil is very direct and he's very, Phil is very meaningful when he speaks. Every word that comes out of his mouth to answers like this are calculated, right? Um, and they have to be. He's the goddamn leader of a huge organization. Um, but, of course, immediately what you saw was all the usual suspects running with, I told you every single game's going to be exclusive. I told you, but you know, this is what I said. You, everyone's idiots who didn't think. And it's like, again, it's not what he said. And I'm, again, not saying that they won't be. I think no. there's a good chance they will be exclusive. No. But that's not what he said. For God's sakes, 
listen to what is said. Right. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. You know, that's, that's that's always been a big thing for me. It's always like literally I think I tweeted out, oh, here we go again yesterday. You know, it's just like I understand. And I am on the side of, yeah, these games are probably going to be exclusive. You know, we can probably bet. I think most of us are, feel that way. That right. Exclusivity but, matters because it's all right. going back to where is it? Where is it? You know why exclusivity matters? Ecosystem. Right. <laughs> Ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, but but you cannot, you know, here's the thing. The way I look at it is they never had to put, it would even cross their mind. It made no sense. Of course they don't have to put their games on PlayStation. No. They don't that, have to. That's they make their money back? Question. It's a dumb question. Yeah. All right? It's more of a fanboy question. So here's the thing. You know what? Well, if they don't talk, have though. to, you know, it's good talking. <laughs> why, why, why even, you know, but the, 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 what it boils down to for me, if you really kind of dig into it, is, you know, is it going to hurt them more to put it on, say, PlayStation than it would be to not? And, and that is not and, right. And that's what they're going to kind of come up with. Now, game development obviously takes long, you know, so you're going to have to, you know, but it's also not, I think it's complicated putting it on like another system, especially something like, you know, in a year's time where you can go, okay, well, this is here's fallout five or whatever. And it's exclusive to Xbox. And that's all you got to say. You don't even have to say it's coming to, you can do the Sony thing. Right. And then here comes oh, horizon zero dawn is going to be on PC. Nobody, you know, we might've seen it coming, but they didn't say anything about it. Sure. They just they, say, hey, yeah, I mean, new. they know what their long-term plans are. Right. Sure. And then, you know, a year, yeah, a year later, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, guess what? Fallout six is going to be on the PlayStation, you know, what you know? It, I'm wondering if people will feel betrayed if they do that, like or like some, super angry. Don't be angry, because you've played it already. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you've enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I, they can do whatever the hell they want. And Phil knows more than, like I've said before, knows more than all of us. So, it, you know, and it could be a lot of PR speak. We'd have no idea. All I know is what he said, and Thank not you. one of those words is these are going to be exclusive to the system, even though. We probably can guess that it would be. Yes. Right. Which is fine. I'm but, with you. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I and it's fine to speculate. It's fine yes. to talk about it like we're doing right now. Don't don't mandate like you're making a definitive statement. No definitive statement has been made. You need so. those clicks. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me Archimedes before you comment on that. Give me one second. So, bad bit. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Trophy bad room, bit, PlayStation shows in the house. Um, I did miss some super chats right when the stream crashed bomber. I did see that you threw us a super chat, but I can't even see it right now on my connection here. So thank you very much. I don't know if you did that to try and distract us from you blowing up the stream. Yeah, but he <laughs> came in and just like, I'm going to super chat and then everything's going to go to hell. Watch this. <laughs> Watch uh, this. Yep. Uh, Carl's in the house too. What's up, Carl? It says, uh, done. I think he meant to say Dan. I don't know if he's on a phone. Only yep. follows carnivores. This is back when you were talking about your follower list, by the way. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the uh, the four ninety nine. I don't know what that symbol is in front of the four. That's just weird to me. No, I'm kidding. What is that? That's the pounds. British pounds. Wow, Stop pounds. it. Don't be pounds. naive. God. I don't know what the hell this stuff is. <laughs> and then Bizzle, to your, bill, to your point as well. Bizzle, thank you very much. $10 Super Chat. If not for Twitter, I wouldn't have met all you great people or even heard about this. 100%. Yep. Yeah, you got to keep, keep that circle small, buddy. That's all I'm telling you. Keep it tight. <laughs> keep it tight. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 
So anyway, Archimedes, anything to say on that? Uh, I, it's something I've been preaching about for weeks now is, you yeah. know, people take a single quote, right? And they turn it into something that it's not. And it's just personally for me, it drives me crazy. I hate when people uh, make assumptions and drive forward with a narrative that never was actually created. Yeah. Um, yeah, funny you bring that up. Um, I dropped the video earlier today. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> um, oh, man. Um, and so I, I do a little advertisement here. Yeah? Go watch the video. Uh, <laughs> you're watching the full picture. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, I mean, yes, he didn't really confirm the games being exclusive. Um, he never said that, but it's pretty much close to it. Um, about as close as you can get to saying it without saying yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, without yeah. saying it. And uh, especially at this point of the deal, because the deal isn't sealed yet. Right. Yeah? That's part of it, yeah. Um, before they haven't um, um, really implemented the Cinemax Studios into the Xbox um, ecosystem, yeah, uh, they yeah, won't like comment that. on that um, in a 100% uh, way. But I think this is more or less the confirmation that they... Um, will bring certain games as exclusives. Um, mm. And I've said it before, it, it only makes sense because they have a lot of games as service titles now, like Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, and they have also a lot of mobile games now. Yeah? Two of those studio studios they, they acquired with the Cinemax acquisition do mobile games. <laughs> so, of course, those will stay multiplets. Um, but then you have the Elder Scrolls 6 and Doom and Wolfenstein and, and so on, um, those type of games. And yeah, of course, they will become ecosystem exclusives. I mean, this is what he basically confirmed, or more or less, or we're assuming he confirmed. Um, the, the thing is, I find it really weird that people are really arguing about this um, because, well, what was the narrative the whole generation? Xbox has no yeah. games. Yeah, now they have games, and everyone is afraid that they can't play their games. And <laughs> um, not this guy. Yeah, me neither. Oh, but um, this is basically what I got out of this statement, and uh, from Phil is, hey, if you want to play a Bethesda game, you don't have to buy an Xbox console. Play it on yeah. your phone. Play it on PC. Play yeah. it on your refrigerator. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that uh, that video going th uh, through Twitter where a guy is playing on a Android-based uh, smart refrigerator Doom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so awesome. yeah. yeah, we were we were it's joking perfect. that Skyrim on a fridge is now reality. You can it actually is. play Skyrim on your fridge. Yeah, and um, very soon you will have that xCloud app on your smart TV and wherever you have a display. And um, that's basically where you can play all these games. Um, and um, yeah, I, I find it funny that people really think Microsoft invested $7.5 billion and not use or leverage that to grow their ecosystem. Um, that's just Ego really cool. Ecosystem, yeah. I love it. It's catching on. I love it. <laughs> oh man <laughs> no but it's definitely yeah so it's an um, interesting topic to tackle you know it, it's it's one of those things where it's like i think everybody's pretty sure what's going to happen you know but also yeah. putting words you know i mean you, you kind of breaking it down you know you you can you could deduce out of what they've said and he said some other things in there that would point to it too you know, like their Switch thing and, you know, when he talked about Nintendo Switch. And it's all interesting stuff. But at the same time, they can do basically whatever they want. You know, they they this is such a small portion of their, you know, 
net income over a year that it, it's, you know, they could put it on PlayStation and not have it hurt their ecosystem, you know, because people are, you know, it's like, yeah, you can go ahead and buy it over here. That's fine. And they can do it. Right. right. Yeah. And it's, and it's going to depend on the market at the time. You know, the gamble I think is, is X cloud right now. And that's, you know, still don't know. Yeah. That's a billion, billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Right. But you know, it's still relatively new. So, you know, you have to see how that, you know, turns into or whatever it turns into later on down the road. And really they don't even have to sell their consoles because it, you know, a, at least initially, they're going to lose a lot of money on them. Not a lot, but, you know, over time, you know, maybe it comes cheaper. The parts become cheaper. They don't lose as much money on their on their hardware. You know, so and we, we talked to Jez about that. It's like, you know, they, they'd rather you not. They yeah. want you in Game Pass. You know, yeah, Game Pass and, is highly more profitable, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally is. So that's that's where, you know, they're going to push it, you know, now. What you know to me, I mean, I don't know why I'm getting into this, but it's always like you know, is is this going to force more people to get into Game Pass and buy a Series S maybe or use it on their phone than it would if you, you know, just released it on a different system? That's what I think it's going to come down to for them, you know, because they don't care, you know, because they're they're not competing with Sony. They said it themselves, you know, they're you know. I'm more interested in seeing what Luna does and what they can yeah. do with it, you know, and what Stadia can do. There's There's Luna going. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, man. Yeah, I, 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 I said I'm, it. I'm um, console wars are over. We are talking streaming wars now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Our interested war. to see how it goes, man. Because you know, yeah, and it, I, I hate think, to lose my hardware, but you know, whatever. You yeah, know? I'm. I'm. I'm not at that point where I say, "Oh, I want to have a, a streaming future." I, I love my right, hardware. No. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that technology and have the most powerful console in my home and so on. But um, if you think about it, um, I think it's six bucks uh, for Luna in the US. It's five mm -hmm. here, Germany. Um, for the introductory right? Yeah, yeah. But but now I'm I'm browsing through my. Uh, Amazon Prime app on my smart TV, yeah, and then this comes up. Um, this is basically the price I have to pay to rent a movie on Amazon. Yeah, yep. yeah. For for the price of one rental movie, I can get one month of games, hundreds of games. And yes, we can talk about exclusives or not. But to the casual gamer, this whole idea of oh, we need an exclusive game for my platform that I can't play. They don't care. They don't even know what an exclusive is. Sure, they just yeah. see, poof, I don't know what to watch anymore. But for five bucks, I can I can check this out. This is yep. really an interesting approach. That the, the most interesting approach from from Luna right now is the price yep. point they they are positioning Huge. themselves. Yep. Um, I think Stadia has potential. The technology is great, and they just have to re rethink their whole business strategy a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and the approach from from Microsoft is of course deliver value with the streaming service. Uh, you get a lot of great value there, but it's also fifteen bucks a month. Uh, so yeah. there there's a very different entry level for for price because I think more about fifteen euros than I do for five euros. Sure. That's just a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and so this will be really be interesting to see um, how this will turn out and. Um, I think this is uh, will drive a lot of conversation in, in a year or two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. 
Yeah, good conversation, guys. Cyber, thanks for stopping by, brother. Um, <laughs> Leo said, console war, streaming wars, war, war never changes. It's true. And we've talked about this topic at length, right? We kind of got, actually, that our, our rant took us to a more interesting topic than the rant itself. Um, That's what we do here at season two. <laughs> we have, we're evolving in front of your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man. All right. So, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, this is why we can talk about it all day. Right. Cause gaming's just interesting and absolutely it's, it's rapidly changing. So, all right, let's talk about new games, man. New releases, updates, currently playing. What do you guys, Archimedes, what have you been, uh, what have you been up to? Final fantasy 15. I know it's one of them, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's basically consuming most of my time. I'm, uh, also playing the kingdom of Amalur, uh, remaster. Okay. Um, yeah, the game is still great because it was a very underrated game back in the day when it released. But the remaster yeah. itself, I don't know really what they remastered it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, but I'm also ch- uh, playing a little bit of that. I'm still hooked on Tony Hawk. And cool. There is no day without at least a 15 minute session of Tony Hawk for me. Um, yeah, and then I'm uh, on the uh, Mario 64 train again. Um, mm. That game also has me hooked okay. again. It's just Going one back. of the best games ever made. One of the most influential games ever made, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Starboy, Matt, what's going on, guys? Thanks for joining. Um, Dan, what have you been up to, man? Anything good? Yeah, I've been playing, what the what was it? I Crash 4, getting mad. Getting very, very <laughs> I heard Gosh, dude, I swear to God, I swear. Where the game is, it's so nice and fun to look at, and it's fun to play. But there are times where I just want to, like, not since I was a child did I ever have this the urge to throw the controller through my TV. But now I appreciate the value of things, so I don't want to put a hole in my TV. It's it, it's it's super good, super well done. You know, it's not you really play it just kind of for the story, not not for the story, but for just the you know. The experience. It's a really good platformer. So I've been playing a lot of that. And then I got into that Ghost of Tsushima Legends yesterday a little okay. bit. And it's, there's a kind of a small tutorial. And it looks like there's some storylines. I haven't played it with anybody yet because um, I refuse to play with randoms. Um, but it, it, it's cool. I think it, it, won, it makes me want to go back and play another round of Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm trying to hold off. And, Gotta hold up for that 60 FPS, man. No, but it's yeah, so I'm going good. To replay that there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like I mean it's a nice free add-on, you know. So I think it'd be really fun with some co-op players and okay. you know, trying it out. Um, you kind of pick. Down the trial we get. Let's get yeah. at it on the PS5. Yeah, let me know, man. I'm before the 19th. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but other than that, I, you know, not much. You know what I've been doing a lot lately? Watching House. Remember House? Yeah, House MD. God, I love that show. God, I love that show, man. <laughs> He's such no, an I'm asshole, sure. and I, I, I really appreciate him. I think I, the way he treats people. I wish I could do that and like not feel bad about it. Like he does. <laughs> that's why it's a TV show. Yeah. Uh, Bad bit said he's playing it right now. Uh, Ghost well, give me, give me about like thirty minutes, man, and I'll, I'll hit you up because okay, I'm, I'm down. There you go. Uh, Bizzle reminded me that Torchlight 3 came out this week, too. Yes, it did. I bought it. You know, I I bought it. I, I did. I bought the damn good thing. You know what I also bought? Fucking, and you, you laugh at this right now. You know, I think it was Leo that said, 
G.I. Joe. I bought it. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I don't know why I do this stuff to myself. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I bought Torchlight 3 because a buddy of mine um, he said, oh, you got to get that game. It's great. We have to play it in co-op. So I yeah. bought it, but I haven't played it yet. Yep. Two games Man. just sitting there. I love Torchlight, but uh, I just I know I don't have time to play it right now. So, um, Damn it. Yeah, I didn't buy it. But I am interested to see if it's really good. Um, um, Bizzle, if you want to comment, I don't know if it's any good. Hit us up. Um, what else uh, was I going to comment on? Oh, Katana Zero was added to Game Pass, which I know. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah. Some people have really raved about that game. I didn't play it when it released. It released on the Switch originally, right? In PC? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So on Game Pass now, it's a 2D action game? Yeah. It's kind of like a. I mean, it, you play through it, you get like each little section of a level is it's timed. And like uh, if you die, you, it's like one hit, one kill. Okay. You know, and you try to get through it. And it kind of shows you your replay as you, you know, this little section every time, you know, and you, you can do it different ways. It kind of shows you, you know, you, you can throw stuff. There's a ton of stuff to do. It, it's super fun. And the music is really cool. I think that's one of the things that people liked about it was just kind of the background music that plays, you know, while you're playing. It's a super fun little game. And on Game Pass, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, I, down- I downloaded it. I have yet to play it, but I downloaded yeah. that. And, uh, Xeno Crisis. I got into a conversation with Elu on. Uh, Twitter the other day because he made a uh, he made a comment that was out of Smash TV. You guys like Smash TV yeah. back in the day? Yeah, I love Smash. Played at the arcades. Yeah, yeah it was better uh-huh. in the arcade, but it was on Super Nintendo too. Hmm. Um, really, I never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's, <laughs> nope. it's a uh, isometric shooter, basically, where you're on a futuristic game show where you uh-huh. basically just have to kill all these machines and robots coming at you room by room to try and get through this game show and earn money and prizes. It was like a, it was almost like a, a parody on a future where everyone just is focused on, you know, money, basically you just mm-hmm. want money. Um, but it was just really fun. It was like a twin stick shooter, right? You just run okay. around and shoot like bullet hell type shooter. But anyway, I, uh, I commented on it and as a developer, I think of a Xeno crisis, which is another game on game pass commented. And he's like, if you aren't aware, we have this game. It's also on game pass. So I downloaded that to try, but I haven't played it either. So, may check that out. But Smash TV was the bomb. If you haven't played that, man, big money, big prizes. There you go. See, Walter gets it. Mm-hmm. They had an announcer like as you're like about to die. There's an announcer screaming out, "Big money, big prizes, and stuff." That's hilarious. Um, and then I'm playing a lot of NHL 21, which uh, I've said before. I don't think much of our audience really cares about NHL 21, so I won't talk too much about it. But um, it's really, really good if you like NHL games. Um, a lot of things this year a lot of different ways to play so if you like like the car trading game hut you know hockey ultimate team you can play that and there's like you know tons of different challenges and packs and cards and all this stuff you can do and you don't really need to spend money um then there's the online stuff with your friends and there's all the competition modes there's just a million ways to play it so very very cool i'm really enjoying that i may do a review or a write-up on it we'll see just for the hell of it but mm-hmm. um yeah good stuff so crash for you. What, what made me really happy this week? Uh, the yeah. announcement from Double Fine that Day of the Tentacle comes to Game Pass. Yes. In fact, three, right? Three of their classic yeah. wooden click adventure Grim games. Grim Fandango and what's was, was the third one? I can't uh, recall right now. But yeah, there were three games. But Day of the Tentacle is the one that stood out for to me. Uh, I love that Grim game. Fandango. I can't wait to play it again. And uh, Full Throttle. Yeah, Full Throttle. So that's awesome, man. Super excited. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the really neat things about the whole um, 
Xbox first party growing the way it's growing, right? With companies like Double Fine and now Bethesda yeah. is if you're a Game Pass subscriber, man, it's like starting to become like Christmas every month, yeah. you know? And, and that's exactly what they want to do, right? Is that every month there's new offerings and new things that you get excited about. But it's just, it's cool that they're not only doing it for new games, but they're really going into the libraries of these developers and just throwing everything in there. Because Brutal Legend was added, what, last week? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. So anyway, man. All right. It's been a great show. I did not realize we've actually been going for over two hours. So love the oh, conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and close this out. Got a few things to mention about the site. But Archimedes, before we do that, of course, um, as I said, you're always welcome here. Love having you on. Our audience already probably follows, knows you and everything. But for the listeners and anyone else that may be new to the show, give us a shout out where we can find you. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me again on the show. I'm always having a blast here. Um, it's just um, so so um, good to talk to people that just enjoy gaming um, and not the drama around it. Um, that's why I really, really like to be on the show here. Um, yeah, you can find me at Boxenberger basically everywhere um, on YouTube, Twitter, PlayStation um, Now, at uh, PlayStation network on xbox live and so on everywhere boxenberger um yeah and especially give my youtube channel a try um it's not a news channel it's more a commentary channel i cover different topics of the video game industry with a video once per week um sometimes twice a week um yeah and if you if you like that kind of content check it out very good yep um and yeah you just said it but i'll reiterate um, your video production is fantastic, man. Yeah, it really. Um, it's, oh, thank it's, you. It's excellent, and I love that um, you know you, you've grown it, and uh, people are appreciating it. So, congrats on that. It's awesome. Thank you, uh, Dan. What you up to, man? Not Chilling? shit, man. Really, I got nothing going on. <laughs> it's Saturday, and I'm relaxing a little bit. Saturday, so. and we can't go anywhere because our entire area is coronavirus heavy. Yeah, I'm actually going somewhere away from this place, so it's going to be <laughs> away from everybody, basically. There you go. You're just a little bit, so. Right now. Yep. So Cool. Well, uh, if you um, follow the site, so uh, a lot of content this week. I think we did like four game reviews. Um, one of them one of them was the uh, lowest score we've ever given a game in our five-year history. Fantastic. Um, is a hilarious review that Steve did for us. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's called Dust Off Z. It's just a review that's worth reading if you're not interested in the game because it's so funny the way he wrote it. Um, a couple articles. We've got articles coming this week from Steve. I think Carl's writing a, a nice article as well. There's just a lot going on with the site. Um, I also did a video on this uh, this bad girl right here. So this is the Lilith statue from Blizzard Collectibles for Diablo 4. Um, I did the unboxing kind of full detailed review of that on our channel this week. So check that out if you haven't. Um, and then a lot going on with next gen. So, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks, obviously, there'll be a lot of coverage on that stuff and a lot of things upcoming. So just stay tuned. But as always, thank you guys, chat. You've been awesome as always. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks to everyone tuning in. Uh, love, you know, how many audio listeners it's, it's growing and growing. So love seeing that. Uh, sorry about the little hiccup midstream today. Don't know what happened there, but um, regardless. Um, thanks as always. That was BitCast 127, and we will see you next week. Oh, no, Dan, the outro. <laughs> <laughs>